Welcome to the Going Merry Podcast, the ultimate One Piece rewatch podcast on the internet. My name is Derek, and I am one of your hosts, and kind of as always, <laughs> I have Amanda with me today. Amanda, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing absolutely amazing. Uh, Whitney had some family stuff going on, so she could not be here with us today, so I hope she has... Uh, a ton of fun there. And then we have two amazing guests. The voice that people on this podcast have heard quite a bit. Annabelle, how are you? Welcome back. I'm good. I'm so excited to be here, finally. <laughs> so excited. Oh, my God. And big, uh, long John Silver Dick. <laughs> Shalong yeah. <laughs> Island Ice Tea, Mad Trivia John, how are you today? That's the best one you've ever come up with, stick with that. Stir it around and drink it a little bit while you're at it. What's going on? <laughs> I, uh, I am glad to finally be able to come on after weeks and weeks of just teasing and teasing and hoping, besides the people that knew already what was going on, uh, that I was the person in the background behind all these ridiculous AI voices, to which... I apologize to anyone that might not have liked that last one because that one was a really aggressive, very well portrayed AI <laughs> of. Um, uh, is it? I can't. I'm, I'm hoping I'm not saying his name right. Is it Inyaki? Yeah, Inyaki. Inyaki Godoy. That was the best AI I've ever heard in my life ever. Some and crazy I, stuff out there. That was some pretty there good AI. Is. I mean, like just in um, general, there's so much like wild stuff that happens and, with and robots. Beca because I used it, I want to make sure everyone knows and now there's my face being recorded saying it i never intend to use this for malicious purposes also i work for the u.s federal government so it's okay when i say that if i do something wrong i am absolutely screwed and i'll probably disappear uh i might use it for malicious purposes no you dirty bastard <laughs> well it's not me that did it i am i'm exonerated i am completely off of the radar in terms of malicious intent <laughs> <laughs> no, Except for when last it comes week's... to ruining. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say last week's AI voice. I was listening in my car, and it like sent chills down my back to hear Luffy's voice on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> it was fantastic. I loved it. So yeah, I, I, the, and the one that I sent you guys for the intro, I thought that was really fun. <laughs> I I obviously don't think you guys can use it on a regular basis, but it was seriously it well, was i, I it am was. shocked <laughs> i am shocked um but by the way i do intend to come here with malicious intent because i also have questions for you guys later oh so shit. that's my malicious intent <laughs> uh other than that sorry to take so long for an introduction damn it john <laughs> um so we know that annabelle has been kind of watching along uh with us as as we've kind of gone on the show and it's been a little bit since we've since we've had you on annabelle have you kept watching since then i have okay. <laughs> and you already know the answer to this question because i Fair sent enough. you something yesterday <laughs> um yes i have been watching uh but actually since i stopped since i was like recording with you last uh -huh. i i hadn't really like 
watched continued on because you know I'm a procrastinator so I was just gonna wait until you had me on again and then binge it all in one day like I always do I am as well um (laughs) but after I watched all of the live action I don't know what it was but something in me was like I need to watch one piece from the beginning over and over and over again so now, now it's kind of like a, it's like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, let me just put on one piece and like, I'll have it on in the background. Just, yeah. I don't know what it is, what the live action did to me to make me want to watch this 24 seven, but I am probably just as obsessed with it as you are, Derek. I am, really? I'm fully invested in this shit. Oh my <laughs> God. Well, that's awesome. I'm happy to hear it. What episode are you on now? I'm just curious. Uh, I can't remember the episode um, number, but I think I'm in Alabasta. Okay. It's been a while. Okay. Okay. We'll just leave it there to avoid spoilers. Let's just, let's just leave it there. Alabasta better leave it alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, John, what about you? Because I, I mean, from what I understand, I don't know that you've seen the anime much. What is your anime experience, or have you have you tried the One Piece anime or anything like that? Uh, so my experience is up to this point now. Uh, I've watched pretty much everything Dragon Ball okay. minus GT, okay, because um, it's not canon. All that 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 I mean, there's even <laughs> even there's other non canonical <laughs> stuff that I've watched, like superhero. Mm-hmm. wasn't technically canon i've watched that um but gt just kind of was off of my radar when i was like a mid mid to late teenager it just kind of wasn't there see i um, watched it it was just weird to me yeah i mean i always loved uh uh say super saiyan 4 i thought the look was cool but was everyone badass. else was kind of weird around it but yep. anyways um of course sailor moon i know that this is like um it's like someone is playing a, a record of the same thing being said almost every week no, because I mean, I think, <laughs> I think the only person that said Sailor Moon is Amanda. Yeah, really? That's the only yeah, one that someone seen. else has. Oh, yeah. oh well, I, don't, I don't feel so alone. Maybe, um, um, I know several people else. have watched DBZ, but DBZ is yeah. like, yeah. you know, it was on Cartoon Network on repeat growing up. So like, I think a, True. Lot, a lot of people. But I, I'm, I'm talking all the way through Dragon Ball Z. Z yeah. Uh, I mean, Kai, Super. Some of them, not all the movies, but most of the movies. Um, but okay, uh, Dragon Ball, um, Sailor Moon, Digimon, Pokemon, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. All those are technically animes, though I don't count them in the same category. I mean, um, I agree with you on all of those. Like, I mean, I think they're all technically anime, but I yeah. I feel like they're a different category of anime, if that makes sense. I feel like the monster-based ones are kind of like their own sect of anime. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started watching this show and much like Amanda Whitney, I binged the hell out of it. Um, and then much like Amanda Whitney, I watched episode one of the anime. Mm -hmm. And I think the rest can be said very clearly when I say episode one was hard. Some people have trouble getting through episode one. The screaming, the screaming takes some getting used to it does. But yeah, you, you get yeah, used yeah. to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't dislike it, but there is a jarring difference between anime Luffy and live action Luffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. 
we can talk about that later <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think i said before it took me like i'm total guess but it took me a while like maybe like 30 episodes to get fully like okay and now i'm interested in what's happening here and i don't hate the screaming anymore i mean yeah so it was a little bit that's where the writing the changes when i was just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the story gets a lot better after episode 30 and the characters get a lot more in depth after then too so there's definitely a change there um okay so now we can jump in here um Amanda, we'll start with you. What did you think of episode eight, episode eight as a whole? Um, I had a really nice time watching it. I thought it was a good wrap up to the whole season. And then um, I was glad to see that the crew was all finally together. And it got me really excited for season two, which they did officially announce. So that is good that we get to see more of it. And I hope that they do. Um, Like there's one section that I can talk about later, super brief, but one of the changes that I liked to the show Mm-hmm. was the the garp and the kobe and the helmepo being in it a little bit more and like it seems like it maybe is going to be their story that they just kind of started it earlier mm-hmm. so that we could see more of them but i liked that they were all more involved here and so i hope for season two that we get to see how they all kind of continue being in the show okay cool uh john we'll, we'll go to you next what did you think of episode eight uh, I thought it was great. Um, I felt pretty emotionally drained by the end of the episode because it was a wicked roller coaster. There was a lot of ups and downs. Uh, it was very actiony, which was nice, and then there was mm-hmm. a lot of emotional turns, which kind of, again, kind of jarring, but not out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, it did kind of keep you on the edge of your seat in the in the sense that you were kind of like still in the moment of one emotion then the scene switches to another fully different funny you know funny jargon between um sanji and zoro just as an example you go from sanji and zoro to nami and and luffy and arlong and there's like a, just a huge switch in tone and it's 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 tough at sometimes but it's not bad it's just very like i said jarring but i did love the episode cool cool annabelle what about you um, broken record here with all of us. It was a great episode. It wrapped it up perfectly. Um, I, it's, it was nice to hear what you thought, John, because I, as somebody who knew what was going to happen, I didn't get that emotional roller coaster like you did. So that's, that's nice to hear that you liked it and you had all these ups and downs with it. Cause definitely watching the whole show, like the season as a whole, I can see how, if you haven't watched the anime, people might not be into it because it is kind of weird in some parts. Mm-hmm. And not having that prior knowledge, um, you can easily sit there and be like, what the fuck am I watching right now? <laughs> <laughs> but um, back to episode eight, wrapped it up perfectly. I do have my nitpicks that we can get into later on about it. But um, yeah, it was a nice wrap up. I like towards the end, they gave us kind of little tidbits of what's to come next. Um, and yeah, it's official. We're, Netflix, it says it on there. We're getting another season and I can't fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then I guess it's just me. Um, 
I really enjoyed this episode, but I did not even think about it until like I started sitting here and writing notes. And I had a lot of like nitpicks in this episode for some reason, but there was also stuff that I was like coming into this episode as there was especially one thing that I have been waiting on the entire live action to nitpick the fuck out of. And then when it gets to the climax here, it completely changed my mind. I was like, this was fucking amazing. I love <laughs> like the way they did it. It just completely flopped it. So I was really glad to see that. And we'll get into the specifics of it, of it more later. But yeah, there were things I really liked about this episode. There were things I was not a huge fan of. And we'll just leave it at that until uh, until I until we get into the scene by scene here. Um, which we can do now unless anyone has anything else. I'm good to go. Cool. A young Nami is forced to sit at her desk as she receives her Arlong tattoo. Over time, she's allowed to all she's allowed to do is sleep and draw maps. Back in the present day, the Straw Hats arrive back in Coco Village. The villagers head to fight Arlong after Nojiko filled them in on everything Nami has done for them. After a brief discussion, the villagers agree to sit back and let Luffy and his crew handle it. On Garp's ship, he questions Nezumi about the chaos of, of the Konomi Islands, and Nezumi attempts to blame the whole thing on Luffy. So I'm going to go first here just to get my nitpicks out of the way, because honestly, I didn't even think about it when I was on my original watch through. That's the <laughs> that's the different part about watching the show, I think, from like a, a perspective of, OK, we've got a podcast. I need to like try to critique critique this a little bit more than I normally would if I was just sitting back as a viewer and watching it, because I don't think I would have as many nitpicks if I was just sitting back and not thinking about the podcast when I, you know, when I'm watching it, like I said, I, on my first watch through this kind of stuff, I honestly didn't even think about it when I was taking notes. That's when I noticed it. Um, so my first note is apparently the crew decided to go and take a nap or go to bed or something like that before they went to fight Arlong because at oh, yeah, the end, it's daytime now. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the last episode, it was like pitch blackout the town is a quarter mile away and they don't get there until the sun's fully up. Oh like, my God. No, I didn't even notice motion. that. Uh-huh. They walked in slow motion. Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I so. I Cause I was like, I was like, maybe it just took them a while to get there. No, the town was like a quarter mile away. It took them like five that. minutes to walk there. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was they, like, cause they didn't have a plan. They weren't like sitting around cooking up a plan or something. <laughs> they just went. I was <laughs> I was like, well, no wonder they didn't do the because it, it would have been playing as they were getting into bed. <laughs> right. So I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, and then so Nezumi is on Garp's ship and he's trying to blame everything that's going on 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 uh, Luffy. How does Nezumi know that Luffy's there? They haven't met. Arlong doesn't know that they're there. I don't know. Are you sure? Nami, Nami doesn't mention they, him? Not that we saw. I mean, she was only in those couple scenes with Nizami. But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know how I don't know how he knows the straw hats are there. 
maybe he just heard townspeople talking about it or maybe i mean they didn't even know that they were pirates though hmm okay maybe so in they this case, uh... cut out a scene i don't know <laughs> I mean, that, I'm not just that gonna that call it a it. plot sword. It's not plot armor. It's a plot sword. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my last thing: why is Helmeppo the one that's coming to Luffy's defense? There, he reacts to uh, Nezumi blaming on Luffy before Kobe does. Like, oh. I think Kobe gives a look, but uh, Helmeppo like is like no. That's like he's like, excuse me, what? <laughs> like he's the one that jumps in whenever whenever Nesmi brings it up. So I thought that I was interesting. Thought. Go for I it, John. I thought on that one. That one I I feel like I can actually fully explain. Cool. So <clears throat> Kobe has and always seems to have had a issue with being forward to authority. Fair enough. Uh, Helme- Helmeppo has had it. But he's also always had that throwing throwing his weight around the whole Axe Hand Morgan aspect of him. He's always had that. So he's got this thing about him that's a little less intimidated by authority. And now that he feels more um a kinship to Kobe, I suspect that he's be he'd be more willing to stick his neck out for Kobe. And he knows that Kobe would do that. So so you're thinking that he's sticking his now his neck out for Luffy because of his friendship with Kobe. Yes. Not necessarily for Luffy, but for Kobe. Yes. Cool. Okay. Maybe I mean, he it's... also just hates Nizumi and he's like, screw this guy. He's lying. <laughs> he's also likely. This guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, was also thinking that. He is. Okay. So anyway, those are my questions. I was like sitting here during these opening scenes. I was like, why the hell am I tearing this a new asshole? <laughs> so we can no. go on to we can go on to someone else now. Uh you're good. <laughs> Annabelle, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Okay. Um. So basically, because last night I watched episodes seven and eight mm-hmm. to kind of because it it the story kind of all goes together. So and because if I could, I would have come on for every single episode <laughs> of this live action. But um, I know you have other guests. Um, so I feel a little bit of shade right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not too much shade. I am a very busy woman. Just a slight bit. Um, so some of my thoughts are going to like run together. The episode kind of all goes together. Um, yeah, I have John, whenever you talk to, if there's something you want to talk about in prior episodes, go for it. Like if you, if there's something specific you loved or so, yeah, feel free. Cool. Um so Just John, not you. Fuck off. Motherfucker. <laughs> you're making me you're making me lose my train of thought. Sorry. Here. Okay. I understand they only had eight episodes. So they couldn't fit everything in. Mm-hmm. I get that. But for the first season, Nami and the Arlong Park arc is very important to the story, in mm-hmm. my opinion. It's very important. So they cut out some pieces that I felt should have not been cut out. Like they completely cut out the fact that everybody thought Nami killed Usopp. They completely they cut that. Yep. All that and was I gone. Was, yeah. I was kind of sitting there like, um, what the fuck? Cause I don't know about y'all, but the best part 
about the whole arc to me was the whole is Nami a piece of shit or not? Like we can't figure this out because she's doing this bad shit, but she also seems to have good intentions behind it in the anime. And then here it's just kind of like, oh yeah, she's a pirate in Arlong's Pirates. And then we get the backstory, but there's no like us questioning what's going on. So mm-hmm. I really, I really was upset that they cut out the whole her almost killing Usopp type thing. Nami's worse in the anime, like yes, hundred percent, yeah. yeah. And I, I, this will surprise no one. Completely forgot that happened, but as soon as you said it, I was like, oh shit, that was like a really like a it was a big deal. it was a big point, yeah, it yeah, big it was, yeah. It was really big in the anime, and with because they do show it in this of Luffy constantly saying over and over again, I need to hear it from Nami. I need to hear this from Nami. And they pretty much tell Luffy in the anime, like Nami killed Usopp and he still didn't believe it. He was like, I need to hear everything from Nami. So I felt like you had that in the live action, but then you left out a big part of Mm -hmm. her trying to keep her cover pretty much is what she's doing she's keeping a cover with arlong um so yeah i didn't like that uh and they later on in episode eight they cut out some other pieces that we'll get to that i wasn't happy about either um that was a big part when i went and rewatched the anime after i finished season the live action um Nami's character as a whole throughout the season, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. Like you said, Derek, I was not happy that they pretty much swapped Nami and Zoro. Like they made Zoro money hungry and Nami not that much. It kind of pissed me off a little bit. That wasn't the only one that noticed it. (laughs) Yeah, it did. It pissed me off, especially after I went back to the anime, because even after we finished the Arlong Park, she steals everybody's wallets and then anime she's still money hungry like yeah she was made that way because of arlong but that's that's her deep down even as a kid she stole the stuff from the shop because she didn't have any money and -hmm. she was like well what am i gonna do work for it no i'm gonna steal it like so that's her character she's a money hungry person whether she was an arlong pirate or not Mm -hmm. so i really don't like that they they did that I'm completely with you, Derek. Yeah, that that pissed me off a little bit too. Um, But yeah, um, why do I hate Usopp in this? It's be- I'm the so, only person who doesn't hate him in this. I dude, think. I hate him. I, I feel Why? bad. I feel bad for the actor playing Usopp because I actually like the actor. I think he's doing a great job. I think that's he's yeah. just overtaken everything else. Is that I like the actor so much that I think I just can't hate the character. Just yeah, because it's I, him. Yeah, I like the actor. It's just he's playing a shit character. I, like, I'm, I'm sorry, guy. The casting director screwed you over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he didn't know. He absolutely yeah. auditioned for that role, but still, <laughs> dude. Right. Yeah, like the anime, I didn't mind Usopp. I was like, I don't understand why y'all hating on him so much because I didn't mind him. But in this, we don't even get him that much. He's like barely in it. He's just kind of there, and I'm just like, why? Why are you here? You bring nothing to the fucking table. <laughs> like. <laughs> And I'm just sitting here like, why do I hate you so much? I don't get it. 
Uh, it's useless crazy. comic relief. Also, spoilers for those of anyone who have to be seen funny episode one through forty five. <laughs> 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 um, myself in that list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just learned a lot about the anime that I didn't know. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. yeah. So, a little late, but you know, spoilers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, um, she she didn't go too much in in depth into that's it. That's okay. But... I, I would yeah. I would have figured it out based on the context clues from episodes one through seven from you guys, anyways. Yeah, Rami's a piece of yeah. shit. I get it. I just don't know why. Yeah, um, I mean, you figured out pretty quick once you meet her. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <laughs> as far as Usopp, I don't hate him. I think he is. Uh, in this at least season, a throwaway character that's necessary. From how what do I, I understand, how do I boot John out of this meeting? You <laughs> uh, Amanda, save me! I'm on your side here. Yeah, I mean, if you boot him, you'll have to boot me too. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I, have, I have something really nice to say about him later, and it may know. just be the actor, but oh, you'll hear it then. I actually so. know what you're talking about. No, <laughs> I do. I do highly dislike his um, narcissistic take on things. Uh, but I feel like that's on par with the character. So as long mm-hmm. as that is accurate, I don't dislike the character and I don't dislike the actor and I don't dislike the writing. And I will probably, based on how you guys are acting about the show, maybe I'll avoid watching the anime just so my context is, does, doesn't spoil on the characters that I do enjoy already. <laughs> well, if I watch the anime... They made everybody changes. so much more likable, I think. They did. Like, yeah. Again, we all hated Kobe. I really like Kobe now. Yeah, just like everybody, it seems like they toned down the the like bad things about the characters so that people wouldn't immediately like shut the show off, which is yeah. fine. Um, I mean, I made it slightly more enjoyable for me because like we don't, me and Whitney are like anti Nami <laughs> most I of mean, the time. And see, that's the thing though is yeah, they're making the characters in the live action a lot more likable, but. Part of that, too, is at this point in the anime, the show's just getting, you know, it's just getting started. Yeah. These these characters have so much growth to go through. And so, but yeah, is Nami pretty money hungry yet now? Yes, but she's also got a damn good reason for it. And she's she hasn't even started her her growth yet. So, yeah, she's not likable, you know, early, but that just makes you like her that much more once it really gets going. And once you get to know the real her and, and some of that stuff starts working its way out. Cause like present day anime, Nami is not money hungry at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. She still gets excited if there's a bunch of gold laying around, but like charging, you know, interest or whatever. And like, diving for it she does not do that even close it's like all that has worked her way has worked its way out by far So like there's a lot of stuff to not like but yeah it's it's at the beginning of their characters so it, it does work and it work its way out very well unless it's usopp <laughs> unless it's usopp <laughs> people, people apparently still to this day like just from what i've heard online like don't like him and it's oh absolutely i can't remember who i was talking to the other day it was someone that has has started watching one piece and i was like i was like everyone because they were already seeing some character growth i was like yes everybody has great character growth except usopp (laughs) (laughs) he he has not changed at all which 
He has to at some point. Like, there's no way that Usopp is going to be the only one that doesn't change. But at this point in time, he has not changed. Other than hitting the gym, he's fucking shredded now. And that's it. <laughs> How do you think they do that on screen in the show? Uh, they, They're going to have they to do. work out, right? Yeah, they do it. I mean... <laughs> I know we ref- can't be so caricature though, because I know what you mean, I think. Because, like, with Nami, I've seen pictures of her later, and she's just like all boobs. So, like, clearly that's not <laughs> a thing pro- that's going to be able to happen, right? So, I'm, I'm assuming maybe the shreddedness is like not cartoony, but it's like too exaggerated. So, no. obviously, they'll, so, have, they'll just go to the gym. <laughs> so, when I, when I say shredded, I do not mean like, like, uh, buffed. Like, like he's not he's not like massive jacked. He's about the same size he is now. He's just got a lot more muscle tone to him. He hasn't like really bulked up, if that makes sense. So I mean, it would be easy for them to to do something like that in the live action for for Usopp's growth. Um. But anyway, Annabelle, anything else? <laughs> um. Not until we get further. Okay. John, how about you? So I, I'm kind of in the same frame of mind as Annabelle when it comes to the thinking of this episode being like a part two of in two episodes in a way. Um, the dynamic between the characters as they come together, like, I, is it Nesme? The guy? The, okay. Nesme, yeah. Yes, okay. Um, when he went into the room with Garp, just as an example, uh, he, he kind of got this snooty tone and then immediately Garp shut him down. And I was like, all right, yes, I like that. I'm mm-hmm. a vice admiral. All right, go fuck yourself then. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Um again with with Al Meppo and Kobe, their their willingness to open their mouths throughout the series up to now has been <clears throat> very nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you guys talk about Kobe from the anime, I'm like, this can't be the same character. Yeah. And well so in the other that's the other thing is Kobe's not in the anime much. He's only in the first three episodes. And yeah. And then like you see him again later and then more later. Like he he's much more in the story here than he is in the anime. So like yeah. He does go over growth, but it more happens behind the scenes. So like we're actually just seeing it here. Oh. I like him as a character. I think and again, the the dynamic between him and Helmeppo as well has just been great to watch them go from basically Helmeppo just treated him like a, a stain on the floor to almost like a brother, it seems. So watching those culminations into this episode has been nice. Um, the dynamic between... Uh, did we get to Luffy and Garp getting together? Uh, no. No, okay, then I'll, I'll hold my thoughts on that one. But just the... the and then, of course, seeing the, the Nami whole getting the tattoo thing, that was really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... the. That's a prison tattoo thing. I mean, of course, that's not prison. That's obviously, you know, an old style tradition. But you also see that now in prison. And it's like if you've ever watched one of those TV shows where people tell you about prison tattoos and then you see it happening to a kid, it's kind of like you associate the two together and it's mm-hmm. horrible. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really, really horrible, especially knowing like I have a daughter. She's 16, so a little bit older than this Nami. But if I was to even just have the concept in my mind of a child, like especially one related to myself seeing it just that it was kind of like really hard to watch. So that stuff, it is difficult for me, but I do like that they gave it to us because it shows the impact on her as well. 
which mm-hmm. I felt was necessary, despite the fact that it is kind of hard to watch. And I'm sure a lot of people would agree with that. Um, yeah, just the opening scene was a really good good way to start off the episode, especially with the way the other one, uh, episode seven ended. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a good start. Cool, cool. I mean, yeah, I completely agree with you. That scene was hard to watch, and especially like even watching last episode and episode seven, seeing the chains on the ground by the table, like it was just a quick glimpse of it in that episode. But I, like, I immediately knew what that was. I was like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. That quick thing. Just, yeah. Um, that scene. Since we're talking about that specific scene right now. Um, that I completely forgot. I don't. It's probably just me. It is, but <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was a hard scene to watch, but I kind of got pulled out of it with the child actor for Nami mm-hmm. and how she was screaming during it. If y'all notice, she kind of doesn't ah ah ah, and not like a full scream as if like she's in constant pain from a tattoo mm. you know what i mean hmm, okay go back and watch it and you'll you'll never be able to not see it again i like i kind of remember it now that that you mention it i kind of remember it being like that i didn't it yeah. never really crossed my mind but yeah yeah that kind of it bugged me because like you're getting a, a stick and poke tattoo that's really what that what that is um as a child and she's holding very still too which as a kid her age getting that type of tattoo i feel like they would have fishman holding her down and she'd just be nonstop screaming the whole time but she's kind of just sitting there like panicking and then doing like bursts of yelling not even like screaming in pain hmm. Mm-hmm. I never really Maybe thought about it with like trauma. Panic attack happening. And so she was like, couldn't breathe enough to scream all the way. I don't know. Maybe. That's what it kind of felt like. Yeah. I don't know if the kid would have made that choice, though. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Maybe it was more of a directing thing and not necessarily the kid. Maybe. And then I wonder, like, I don't know, is it more traumatic to see a child like continuously screaming than just slightly yelling here and there? Like I mean, I would th- to watch where they I would think it, it back a bit. I would think it would. Like I, th- I would think it would be more traumatic to hear a long, continuous, painful scream. Which so maybe they were trying to tone it back a little bit to kind of keep it down maybe. a little bit, but maybe it just bugged me. Okay. I mean, I think that's fair. That's fair. That was like last episode. It was bugging me that she was shouting Arlong's name when she was stabbing herself. And I didn't really <laughs> like get why. But I mean, you guys had valid points on why she might have been doing that. So I had a very inappropriate thought for that, but it was I'm just going to let it go. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We're just going to leave. I, we're just going to leave that there. Amanda. <laughs> Um, I didn't have really too much else that was different from what everybody else already kind of covered, but I I didn't notice the the day to night change. <laughs> I wish I, I did. Like so obvious, but <laughs> I mean, because I really liked that they changed it to nighttime last week. I know. Or, you know, last episode because it was. I mean, I could just be like a stylistic choice, but it really doesn't make sense if you think about it for a minute because, like, okay, have all the dramatic stuff 
in the dark and then have all of the triumphant fighting in the light but i mean but i mean i didn't notice it when i was watching it so i don't know if that was a success or a fail on their part I didn't, I didn't notice either. it. The, I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. I didn't notice it I mean, until I, I put I my podcast hat that, on like, three times at this point, and I didn't notice it any of the times. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but yeah, that tattoo scene was hard to watch, and then, um, yeah, I just like that they keep kind of intercutting with what the Marines are up to, even though we're like more focused on the upcoming fight and all of that with Arlong. Okay. Well, uh, anything else before we move on? Cool. At Arlong Park, the doors fly open as the Straw Hat crew arrives. Nami and Luffy head inside to find Arlong, while Zoro and Sanji handle the rest of the Arlong pirates. When he enters the map room, Luffy sees the shackles that Nami used to wear on the ground next to her map table. Usopp flees through the woods as as he is being chased by Chu. Arlong barges into the map room and monologues about the oppressiveness that the fishmen have gone through as a species and how he will take over the East Blue. Luffy tells Arlong that it's time for round two, but back in the courtyard, Sanji and Zoro decide to let Buggy put himself to get back together if he helps. Of course, instead he departed. Back in the woods, Usopp is able to take out Chu with some common sense. Kurubi arrives back at Arlong Park to see the carnage surrounding Zoro and Sanji. He charges and shows that he still has a solid upper hand, even fighting Sanji and Zoro at the same time. Inside, Arlong is proving to have a strong upper hand, but Luffy has figured out the best way to take Arlong down is to take down everything he's built. Out in the courtyard, Sanji finishes Kurubi after he badmouths Nami. As the building comes tumbling down around them, Arlong makes one last charge at Luffy. Luffy makes one final blow to send Arlong and Arlong Park crumbling to the ground together. John, let's start with you. What do you think? Like, basically, I guess we're just covering all of the fighting scenes here. So it was really nice to see Sanji and Zoro going back and forth with their one-liners and their kind of like, um, God, is it? It's uh, Legolas and... Gimli. Gimli? Gimli. Gimli. Yeah, Gimli. Gimli. There was very, very much that vibe between the two of them. Um, I love that. Uh, I like that they were very much also helping each other, but still capable on their own. It kind of showcased their ability to work together, but separate, which was nice. Um, <clears throat> seeing Luffy come up with his plan after knowing he couldn't physically take Arlong was really cool to see because you don't really get too many moments of him making like an epiphany I guess it it, mm-hmm. it was one of those rare epiphany moments for him uh, and I'm sure they're not as rare as uh, I'm giving it credit for but it's one of the ones that sticks to my head in terms of the whole season mm-hmm. because it essentially changed the course of everything going on around him which was really cool um, I mean yeah he hasn't really struggled with anyone until now yeah 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 um the showcase of his different moves was really cool the gatling was awesome it looked great Um, i thought the cgi looked excellent on that yes and i said this recently on another podcast um take notes kevin feige those arms 
slap him on Krasinski or whoever the fuck you're gonna to cast for for Reed. And you should have done the same shit with 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 Ms. Marvel, but I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole right now. Um, but yeah, the the CG was fantastic in those scenes. I thought it was really cool to see that battle axe thing. I still don't get the physics of it because it looked like it was going forward and then all of a sudden it's on his chest. His foot, I should say, is on his chest. Um, I don't get that. Maybe he just turned his foot at the last second and put it on arm. I don't know. It was weird. Um, other than that, I think uh, the fact that Nami doesn't know at all how hard Sanji went on that big dude for her uh, is really upsetting because whether or not he's actually interested, I feel like she's going to be missing out because I'm just going to level with y'all. I completely and 100 percent agree with you on everything about everyone being hot. It's it's kind <laughs> of um I'm a, I'm a very comfortable with myself guy, and I can say that Jesus Christ has Skylar's hot. Um and Emily Rudd's pretty damn hot too. So even yeah, if it's not in the show, in real life, the 10 out of 10 babies that would come out of those. <laughs> those two people i'm just saying come on that's they, fair it's fair jesus christ they would make beautiful <laughs> kids and, and i mean you could probably intermingle every single person on that show and make an entirely new planet and it would be the best best looking people ever i'm just saying we need like krakoa with that cast um <laughs> but just the, the entire dynamic between all of them as the show goes on the way that nami cries when Arlong's talking to her and Luffy says after he says he uses her, it just the, the way he transitioned from Luffy to I'm a fuck you up Luffy was was awesome. Angry Luffy is thing. the best. Oh, yeah. I love him. I love him yeah. so much. He he was and just use and then he just two fingers like skadooshes that 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 beautiful sword of Arlong's. I, I just, man, I can't speak highly enough for this scene. The whole fight, the whole damn thing. I, I didn't feel taken out. I was kind of like, even with Usopp, his shit was weird, but still cool. I, I, that that whole spitting thing was kind of, I don't know, I don't get that, but you guys can tell me more about that later. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can't keep going because I'll speak all day. Uh, just beautiful done, beautifully done. Bravo. Cool, cool. Amanda, what about you? Um, since we just talked about Usopp, I'm going to say it now before I forget, which I probably won't. I'm really upset that they didn't do Rubber Band of Doom. I know! That was the funniest <laughs> shit I had ever fucking seen, and I'm so upset that he didn't say it, and I don't know why, because he does do that more than once, I think. I need... So it wasn't like a one-off trick that he had, but... And fine, maybe they'll put it next season. I don't know that and the hammer because, like, that the hammer, oh, yeah, is Usopp's that was like the specialty, move, right? Yes, and there are like throughout the show of One Piece, there are so many gags with Usopp and his damn hammer, <laughs> and one of them is in Alabasta. And I cannot wait for you to see it because it's the Ooh, dumbest dang. shit and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> So I really wish they would have used his hammer and the rubber band of doom because I would have screamed yeah. in how much I loved it. That would have been like it's the just so silly the I'm moment for did. Usopp. <laughs> um, but besides that, I thought all the fighting was good. I thought they had enough. Um, like they didn't make it too cartoony looking, but I think they had enough like 
unreal elements in it to kind of you know remind you that hey this is this is still an anime show after all but it's not like you know they're not going to be because that bit with um Zoro like running up the side of the rock like clearly people can't do that but I they feel like I could go... do that I mean go ahead and try but <laughs> find a rock and film it and we'll, we'll, we'll have a judge on that one I'll, I'll put that on I'll put that on YouTube we'll be millionaires go for yeah, it I know <laughs> yeah so I mean I thought Does they it... did a good job with that because they didn't like go too hard on the the ridiculous looking stuff um mm-hmm. like besides Chu's face because that was yeah, his face looks completely look different like in the that. anime. Yeah, uh, just, I mean, it was just like I didn't, I didn't like not like it because I thought it was done poorly. I just it was so unsettling to look at that I was like, <laughs> please get off the TV soon. <laughs> um, and then what else? Yeah, I liked all of the banter between Sanji and Zoro, but that they were still helping each other out. Like that was nice. Obviously, they weren't like you know kicking each other down or anything like that. Um and yeah the we just keep getting to see more of how luffy feels about when people are just not treated well because he mm-hmm. like that whole you know bit where he's um arlong is talking to him about nami and then he's just like you know this is how dare you treat somebody like that and i feel like he'd probably feel that way about anybody but if it's somebody that he considers his friend it's like a thousand times worse and you can clearly tell by like what he does um after and then i thought the destruction of the the whole building looked pretty good i thought it looked just like it looks in the anime so i didn't have any problems with that um i think it happened a lot quicker and then we also got that whole storyline cut out which thank god because it would have been dumb um where he's stuck underwater for a bit yes i was really I knew they were going to cut that out because that is definitely one issue that I have in the anime is, yeah, that whole shit. So I'm glad they took that out. And it makes sense. If they're going to cut something, that's what they cut. (laughs) Right. And then they didn't involve um, the townspeople really in it, Mm -hmm. which I think was fine because there was a lot going on and the set was really busy. Just like there were lots of buildings and stuff. But it kind of, I mean, it did look like a theme park. I thought it looked a little bit more theme parky whimsical than it did in the anime which is kind of interesting because i feel like arlong park kind of just referred to like the building in the mm-hmm. anime but this like looked like it was an entire park, park. with different whatever stands and places Shooting range <laughs> yeah all that stuff yeah like a one of those things where you like you throw try to knock ducks over or whatever i don't know i haven't been to a carnival in a long time <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, so I thought it looked good, and I was okay that they didn't have all the townspeople, but I did miss Nojiko being there a little bit, because she, like, she kind of did some work. Because Nojiko is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, John, did you have something? I saw you raising your hand earlier. Yes, I forgot to mention that I had a a, a little nitpick that I'm, I'm wondering if you guys would agree with. <clears throat> Go for it. Sanji's accent. No, I, didn't get, I fucking I didn't love get, it. I I didn't get French out of it, but then there was French. Is he supposed to be French? But then we never really. I mean, because in the anime too, he doesn't. In the dubbed version that I'm watching, he doesn't sound French, and I don't think he ever spoke French, to my knowledge. So I've all, seen. all of Sanji's moves are French. I don't know that we've actually heard them say anything, say them yet. But Sanji's 
big moves are all French. So him saying, you know, speaking French while kicking the shit out of Karubi was pretty on par. Oh, okay. All right. Cause but yeah, I outside just, of that, it, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I when I was doing a little bit of reading for this, Ichiro Oda had said that these casts were all like what he kind of envisioned for a real life cast. Mm-hmm. And when I got to Sanji, he said French. And I was like, all right, I guess that makes sense with all the French words, but where's the accent? <laughs> Mm-hmm. so yeah yeah but i yeah. guess that makes sense if he's just basically doing what everyone in anime does and shouting out his moves as he does them yeah everybody yeah everybody everybody shouts like their finishing moves yeah that yeah, bit when yeah. zoro's like oh you're gonna fit in just fine all right i retract my nitpick that's okay <laughs> fair though yeah yeah I th- yeah that's absolutely fair annabelle Hello. <laughs> um, I love, 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 love the banter between Soro and Zanji, the two hottest men alive. I have to say, I'm, I, I don't know what it is about them, but they're just so gorgeous that I can't take my eyes off them. And then they're this playful banter between the two of them. I just need them to kiss and I'll just be so happy. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, Luffy, angry Luffy. We all fucking love angry Luffy. And I just, I again, going back to episode seven, when he, grabs nami's wrist from stabbing herself and she's like i told you to leave and he was like i know i didn't really listen to you and they're just standing there silently and all of a sudden she's just like please help me and he's like of course i will like we're friends i i love how the actor for luffy he does an amazing, amazing job bringing Luffy to live action. He's perfect in the funny, ditzy parts of Luffy. And then when it needs to get serious, he snaps it real quick. And it's he just portrays Luffy so perfectly. I don't think anybody else could do it any better than he does. Um, do You do quotes at the end, don't you? I mean, yes. Yeah, we do. Them. I mean, whenever if you if there's one now you want to say go for it or if you want to wait till the end that's whatever you want to do i do i have three quotes in total but this one i do want to say because it really stuck out to me when luffy is just arguing with arlong pretty much Mm -hmm. about nami and he says i love that they they took us straight from the anime they didn't change a single word nami isn't some tool to be used Mm -hmm. i I loved it Oh, it like it made my heart hurt in a good way. Um, Buggy, Buggy kills me every time he's on the fucking screen, man. He's so funny and he double flips them off and I is like, yeah, so I'm going to go. <laughs> Peace he's out. I got to split. I got to bounce. But good luck, though. <laughs> um, yeah, he kills me. Um, a nitpick. John, it is so interesting of you to say that Nami doesn't know how hard Sanji went for her because she really doesn't know because they cut out a whole part where he is fighting Nairobi 
underwater for like 30 minutes straight i swear to god oh damn i wish they cut it (laughs) and i'm so upset they cut it because it was that was the like the luffy underwater that was ridiculous that was overplayed like because he was get it out of here there like there was no reason he wasn't doing anything he had just gotten stuck Mm -hmm. yeah because he did something dumb (laughs) but in the anime nurobi tackles Sanji into the water because he's stronger in the water and he can breathe underwater and but Sanji's human so he legit fights him underwater for like 30-40 minutes straight until he finally gets him out of the water and then finishes him off. It's a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. And they cut it. And I was so upset they cut it. But I understand that's a very expensive scene to film. Mm -hmm. So I understand that. But it would have been great to see it. It would have been awesome. Now, was it still kicks? Yeah. Yeah. How does that work with so much pressure against his kicks? I mean, it did not work well. (laughs) Okay. I was going to say. Yeah. it, It did not work well. Uh, that was definitely a thing that he had to figure out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting though because I don't think they brought that up at all in the live action that they are stronger underwater, which makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah, they didn't, which was another thing. I was like, okay, I mean, I understand because Arlong's he's already asserted his dominance and he's a pretty big dude, so you can clearly see that the fishmen are a superior being to human. They're definitely much stronger. Um, but it would have been nice to have that they are even even stronger than they are now underwater. Um, what else are we? I think I think that's all I got for right now. Good. Okay. I think so. <laughs> okay. Um, overall, I really really liked the fighting scenes um i thought both zoro and sanji were excellent um it was kind of funny because i like a a large chunk of this episode i i kept thinking like man this this guy would be in major trouble if zoro just pulled out one of his other swords and then like toward the end of the episode i was like he's only got one on him mihawk broke the other two like i just completely spaced and forgot that he was only carrying one right now um so i thought that was funny i kind of felt uh i I felt bad that i did not remember that (laughs) um but we already kind of talked the choreography was done well and the cgi in this in all of the fight scenes and especially on luffy uh was excellent um i missed hachi really bad so so john in the in the anime there is a another fish man named hachi he's an octopus and he is who zoro fights so sanji and kirby fight and zoro fights hachi and so like imagine zoro fighting someone that holds six swords um, oh, he holds swords. Okay, I was yeah, say, he's a swordsman. Uh, swords, swords versus an octopus doesn't seem like a fair fight. And no, sword yeah, versus sword wielding octopus seems like yeah a fair fight for Zoro. And and Hachi is seriously one of the most lovable people ever. I fucking love Hachi. So I missed him, <laughs> and I missed the fight with him and Zoro because that was a fun fight as well. Uh, oh yeah, how is he lovable? This needs to be explained. You can't leave me hanging on that. So oh, he's so great. <laughs> he's like 
you can tell that Hachi is like a super nice guy. He's very caring, but he also fo- follows Arlong and does exactly what Arlong says. He just continues to make excuses for Ar- why Arlong is a dick. Um, so like, uh, in the anime, Zoro actually is at Arlong Park before anybody else, but nobody else is there. And so Zoro mentions to Hachi, he's like, hey, I'm looking for for Arlong. And Hachi's like, oh, he's back in the village. Do you want me to take you back to the village? And so he lets Zoro ride on his back to the village because he's just so nice. Like, he's okay, so he's a super he, chill dude. He's, and, he's Usopp for Arlong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But he's not a bad... He's, no, he's he's worth something. <laughs> yeah, but he's well, worth in, something. In the context, like where he's he would do anything to help somebody, but he's also like heart, like full on loyal to Luffy. Also, Fair enough. yeah, a better a better reference would be Terminator Genesis, the way that Arnold Schwarzenegger is like obsessively loyal to Amelia Clark's uh, what the hell is her name, Sarah Connor. If anyone hasn't seen it, I'm sorry, but it, it's obsessive. It's just like that. It's like. I'll do anything for her, but also I'm going to smile and say hello. Okay. I haven't seen that movie. It does sound like that though, but yeah, you don't have to. So, but yeah, I miss Hachi. Hachi's great. Um, a photo of him in the chat. Oh, there you go. Just so you can see what he looks like. And now I'm kind of, yeah, I want to see it just cause oh, I want to see it. That's why does yeah. he, what is that mouth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hachi's awesome. Okay. So yeah. he's he is Goro Rickified. Sure. Rick Rick and Morty. He looks exactly like a Rick. Oh yeah. Oh okay. he does. Yeah. Yeah. He okay, that's fair. <laughs> um I love it. Arlong's teeth regrowing in the live action was oh, that was re- so gross. It was <laughs> gross. It was Isn't gross. Realistic though? It it was. It was also realistic. So like in the uh, in the anime, he just pulls them out like dentures, <laughs> and then they just <laughs> and they just pop back in. So it was like not, it was it was done well. It was just gross. <laughs> um, so John, I'm really glad to hear that you liked the the scene with like as someone that has not seen the anime that you liked the scene with Arlong and Luffy in the build-up to their fight and kind of Luffy bringing the building down um, in the way that that all worked out as like, I was not a huge fan of the way they did it. Cause again, I'm comparing it to the anime and it was like, and the, the odd part was they had the right words. It's just because of the way they were, arranging where the words were said it came across differently so and i and i will say in the anime at this like luffy breaks the sword and at that point he's pissed off luffy and he knows he's got arlong beat like it's just he knows he knows the fight's already over even though it's not actually over yet but he's standing in this room with all of nami's maps and he does start breaking the room, but he's not breaking it because he's it's the only way to beat Arlong. He's breaking it because he knows that that room was Nami's prison cell. And the only way mm. to get Nami out of there was to free her from that prison cell. Because even if she left, 
part of her still in there. And so he starts hurling the maps and the bookshelves and the desk just out of that, out of the room. It just completely starts tearing it up, but not for the fact of taking the building down, for the fact of freeing Nami. And it's a very, very emotional scene. And like, you know, Nami's outside and she's just watching all of the, all of her memories and all of the things that kept her shackled to this place flying out the window as Luffy's tearing it apart. And she starts sobbing. It's just a, it's a very, very well done scene in the anime. And so like, while they do, Luffy in the live action does refer to it as a prison. The point of destroying it in the live action was to beat Arlong, not to free Nami from the prison. If that, if that makes sense. No, it totally Um, does. It totally does. And that seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Like I, I still, I still thought it was well done. It was just a different reason behind it. Either way, I guess it ended up the same. Um, And then the following line, when uh, after Luffy comes crawling out of the, the rubble of the building, because he's standing there on top of it. He said, you know, and he screams, Nami, you'll always be our friend. And again, that the line did not quite have the same impact for me just because the anime, he just got done freeing her from her prison cell. Here, he just, I mean, he beat Arlong, which is tough enough, but it was like, it was not quite as emotional because of the the emotional scene that was just right before it didn't happen. Um, still solid, but, you know, like, like I said, I'm just, I'm comparing it to the anime too much, but that's also why I'm here. <laughs> Well, sir, I will have you know, I got fucking emotional at that scene, so I'm pissed right off. (laughs) I'm glad you did, because it it was an emotional scene. It deserves to, it deserves to be emotionalized. (laughs) We'll we'll put it that way. Is that a word? Is that a word? I don't know, but it is now. Uh, I guess it is now. Uh, I think the word you're looking for is sympathized. Uh, I don't think that, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Greg Webster, just put emotionalized in the dictionary and we'll call it good. Cool. <laughs> I'm sure they're listening right now. I'm sure, I'm sure he is. Friend of the show. Um, <laughs> that is <laughs> <a dictionary. laughs> um, anything else on this before we move on? Um, cool. Back in Coco Village, the villagers and the crew celebrate the destruction of Arlong Park. The celebration stales quickly as Garp and his Marines march into the village. Garp orders their arrest, but Kobe and Helmeppo refuse. Luffy is pulled to the side, and him and Garp brawl after Luffy once again refuses to end his time as a pirate. While Luffy is absolutely giving it his all, Garp is proving to be out of his league. Again, Garp asks Luffy to give it up, and again, Luffy refuses. Garp laughs and reveals he just wanted to make sure that Luffy had the confidence and conviction he was going to need before setting sail toward the dangers ahead in his journey. Garp and his Marines head out to find and arrest the remainder of the Arlong pirates. So I definitely felt like we needed to stop after this scene, because this was definitely the climax of Garp and Luffy and this whole hunt. Um, So this scene was the one I was talking about at the beginning where I was coming into this episode ready to tear the character of Garp a new asshole. <laughs> um, because 
don't get me wrong, he's got similarities to anime Garp, but and Garp is someone that, while sure he's mad that Luffy decided to become a pirate over a marine, he's also very proud of Luffy. Um, and never once does he give any inkling that he's going to go on a manhunt for Luffy to try and stop him from, from being a pirate. Like it almost felt like they were taking the part of him not being, not wanting the Luffy to be a pirate and just blowing it way the fuck out of proportion. Um, So that's what it's felt like for me watching the whole show or watching this whole live action was seeing Garp Garp's one emotion blown out. Um, And this scene here is what changed my mind because this whole scene of Garp beating Luffy's ass. And then he's just like, Hey, I just wanted to make sure that you've got the confidence to keep going and just testing Luffy, not, not because he wanted Luffy to turn back, but because he wanted to make sure that Luffy had what it took to succeed on the path he chose. That is monkey D guard to a fucking T and I absolutely loved it. Um, it, it was it was the absolute perfect way to cap all of that off for Garb. So it, that scene right there just completely sw- completely changed my mind on everything. And I was waiting, <laughs> like I mentioned, I have been waiting this entire live action series so far for this episode to come in here and rib Garb a new asshole. And now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i well done on garb i really really liked the wrap up to that um john let's go to you first uh let me just uh preface monkey d garp didn't know that yeah (laughs) they never actually said his name here but yeah it is it is monkey d garb and now grandpa makes even more sense yep Um, that's why they don't say his name because it gives it away (laughs) and that's also sense as well that's also why Garp is one of the biggest things spoiled in One Piece. Because if you just Google Garp, pops right up. Monkey D. Garp. Oh. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Could have chosen a different um, animal. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. Uh, although it seems like it fits Luffy very well. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I mean, just, just from the anime, he seems like he couldn't pretty much get around as nimbly and easily as a monkey so it makes sense that's fair um uh, this this scene proved one thing about this episode luffy ain't shit (laughs) 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 he he got fucked up by two different major characters in this episode he got (laughs) fucked up he he had to work around arlong and then he tried his best for garp and garp was just like nah boy smacked him out of the air like a fly Garb's a fucking yeah. badass. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, I, I sent a message to uh, to Derek the other day. Not to, actually, I sent it into the group chat we had about uh, Vincent Regan being in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. And I was like, oh, damn. And now the, the comparison is like night and day. He In a, in a suck-ass movie, he, was, he wasn't shit. But in this show, damn, he was fucking cool. I liked him a lot. Um so real quick but, before yeah go ahead uh just want to say before it leaves my head so back when we reviewed episode three 
I got very excited because so that was at Serb Village. That was the first episode where we meet Usopp. I got very excited at the end of that episode because the Marines were there. And I was curious how the Marines being there was going to change the storyline um, from the way it, it was in the anime. And the reason I was so excited about that was because the thought of this Garp being there and fucking shit up. <laughs> and so I was very disappointed when he was not there. But I just I wanted to explain myself. This Garp, this scene is why I was so excited for him to be there to see what kind of wrench having a powerhouse like this could throw in that story arc. So anyway, keep going. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and and yeah, the, just the, the whole test thing and the fact that Garp laughs, it, it, it became clear to me probably halfway through the season, but the fact that him and Luffy laugh just as ridiculously and maniacally as each other, it, it you can tell they've done a good job with getting chemistry between themselves, between each other, because mm-hmm. they just, they're so in sync with how they have their mannerisms like you can see bits of luffy and garp mm-hmm. you can see it it's very very clear even if they never said the word grandpa you'd be like they got to be related somehow <laughs> it's it, it, i mean i don't know if the anime does it as well I, the, the way you say garp's not there it's probably not much of a thing but um yeah the way they they, they have a very well put together dynamic and the chemistry between the two is great and uh the, the again being a test it just kind of threw me for a loop the first time through because i did watch this episode more than once um and it it did it did catch me off guard i was like really he's just he was just testing him i really thought he was going to take him out or something um but yeah that, that that was a cool dynamic that was a cool dynamic and and then letting him go and again circle, circling back to helmeppo and kobe just what a performance to stand up to garp like that mm-hmm uh, bravo to Helmeppo for for even calling him his friend. Like just, yeah, yeah. It, it's just a great scene for everybody involved, except for the uh, Nezumage piece of shit. Fuck him. <laughs> um. Yeah. It, it, so it's not. It, so it's kind of like the the relationship between Garp and Luffy in the anime is pretty similar to like the first few episodes here, where like. If they don't outright say it, you don't see it. But after you find out, if you go back and watch Garp prior to knowing that he's Luffy's grandpa, you can see it so easy. Like, yeah. it's it's like, shit, it's slapping me right in the face and I didn't even know it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's very it's done very similarly to how it is here. But like after you after you understand that they're related everything and how much they have in common is completely obvious and it's it's great i absolutely love their relationship and and both of the characters for sure uh amanda let's go to you um i did not see that coming that whole fight with garp and luffy obviously because we don't see that in the anime but that was wild and i didn't i expected them to have a conflict but i didn't think that they were actually going to like physically fight each other um and then yeah just like i was like they're all related because they're all like they're they're showing they made a point of showing um gold roger and luffy and garp all like unhinged cackling so i'm like they're they're all related that has to be there's there's Mm -hmm. more going on here i agree with that um derek's face right now is killing me (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) if looks could kill you're blushing yes um the 
what was I going to say earlier? Oh, I had, sorry, my notes are all messed up. The, um, earlier when I was talking about Usopp and I said I had something nice to say about him, it was this part because, like, a little bit before when they're having their little celebration in the town or whatever, and then he's telling his story, which is usual, he does that, and he's always, like, got that kind of little proud look about himself, but I feel like his demeanor changed slightly after Luffy complimented him and was like yeah three cheers for Captain Usopp and I feel like his this is probably just a credit to the actor um but he like the look on his face was like different from the proud that he looks when he's talking about himself and making up stories so I thought that was a nice touch because he actually kind of you know I mean obviously he didn't take out the whole Arlong crew but was that the first time that we've seen someone actually like and I when I say actually I don't mean it like he never deserves it but is that the first time we've seen someone celebrate Usopp other than Usopp himself probably I mean I think so I mean I, I really think of thinking else. about it like yeah I can't either that would make sense why his demeanor changed so much I mean I, that was well done um yeah I know sure that was nice I was say Kaya defending him to uh, to Koro and some of them. That seems kind of celebratory in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, it's not know. as it's not as large not large scale, but it is in in the same same vein as defensive. That's know, fair wordplay. So I, I suppose it's just a it's a larger scale for sure. And I think he wasn't expecting Luffy to come out the cut and be like, "Yeah, he did it all." Yeah, yeah, that that's nice. fair. Um. I don't think I had too much besides that. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't I, a big liked, scene, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I also just liked that we got kind of confirmation that Garp was testing Luffy with mm-hmm. that whole chase situation. So that's good. I'm glad he wasn't like seriously going to kill him or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, Annabelle, how about you? Um, I don't know about y'all, but that scene was hard to watch. It was. That was like really hard. like Luffy was getting his fucking ass handed to him. <laughs> and like we know that he's his grandpa, so that made it even harder to watch. I dude, it was rough for me. But yeah, I like that that's kind of wrapped up. And I also really liked that Garp came to this epiphany like Zeph told him like it's their turn now and so now he's gonna train kobe and a helmeppo to go after luffy pretty much (laughs) i really like that yeah (laughs) um the the since amanda brought up the usopp scene that shit pissed me off so bad dude (laughs) and i it pissed me off that luffy was like yeah Go Usopp because Usopp's taking credit for everything y'all just fucking did when he all he did was shoot a slingshot at one fish man. That no one saw. Right? <laughs> no one fucking saw. Oh my god. By the way, John, in the anime, they stretch that shit out so fucking long, it's like exhausting. They stretch it out like a rubber band of doom. <laughs> of doom. <laughs> I know they Ah, that was like the only good part of that and they left it out <laughs> so annoying but yeah that shit pissed me off man yeah that's it that's okay. all I, had. I didn't have that much no no it's, like, it's, yeah it wasn't a big scene so it's just a few little things there um so y'all ready to move on yeah cool 
Nami sits by Bellamere's grave as Nojiko comes in and wishes Nami would stick around, though she knows her place is with the Straw Hats. Luffy relaxes on Nojiko's porch when Kobe approaches with a copy of Luffy's newest wanted poster. Not only did he finally get his face on a wanted poster, but his first bounty is also the highest bounty in all of the East Blue at 30 million berry. Luffy heads straight for the ship to show his crew the wanted poster. Around the East Blue, all of the friends of the Straw Hats get the news of Luffy's new bounty. On Garp's ship, he tells Kobe and Helmeppo that from now on, he will personally be training them. Elsewhere, on a beach, Mihawk approaches a camp belonging to red-haired Shanks to share the new wanted poster. As the Straw Hats sail toward the Grand Line, the crew each put one of their legs on a barrel and vow their goals as they begin their journey. Uh, Amanda, let's go to you first. Um, I, I really liked that Kobe was the one that brought him the poster. I don't remember what happened in the anime or how he found out, but I remember he didn't see it because the whole thing with um, Usopp pointing himself out in the it, background. It was the news thing. bird. It was the news <laughs> oh, bird. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, I missed the news birds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he did kind of show up at the, the end there when we got that little scene. I liked that whole montage of everybody getting the poster or like you know seeing it in the paper or whatever those are some of my favorite um, moments in the anime is yeah. like getting update on all the people that we've met in the past mm -hmm. um but yeah i liked that scene a lot with kobe and luffy so i mean they're clearly obviously still friends and i don't know how they're how that dynamic is going to be in the future because i mean they're still a marine and a pirate and they still have to do their jobs but I'm hoping it'll continue like it has been and they'll kind of just avoid each other when they have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and good to see Mihawk again. He's always entertaining. Um, and then I guess I'll just, I don't have too much else on that, but I'll, I'll go to the, the barrel scene. I was so happy that that was in there. I mean, they couldn't not put it in there. Mm -hmm. um, and I liked that they intercut it with all of the kids versions of themselves. And I don't remember if they had done that in the anime or not but no they didn't I thought they did the nice barrel touch. scene they didn't do the kids yeah i remember the barrel part but i don't remember did they do the whole like declaring like i'm gonna be xyz yep okay. they did that's good then um yeah i thought it was a nice ending um and yeah i think that's all i had on that okay uh annabelle go for it um okay I like the barrel scene and the intercutting. Um, I really liked the how we got all of pretty much an update on all of the villains, like uh, Alvita and Buggy, and they all see the wanted poster and they're like, oh, he's got the biggest bounty. We're coming after him, motherfucker. Um, liked that. I I love that. I feel happy for somebody that's wanted. <laughs> like, that's so odd that Luffy is a wanted man, dead or alive, for so much money, and we're all so happy about it. We're like, yes, you go, Luffy. <laughs> you be a piece of shit. You got yes. this. <laughs> I love that. It's, that's 
what's so fun about this show is like it's so ridiculous and pirates are supposed to be bad but Luffy's showing us the good pirate and it's like he's a pirate we want to root for Mm -hmm. and I love that um the shanks scene shanks he's this guy man he's getting up there on my my zoro and sanji list like (laughs) he's pretty good looking and he's got my sense of humor because he he makes the darkest joke i've probably ever heard where he's talking to mihawk and he says something about how he'll he'll still like he'll he can still take him with one arm tied behind his back and he lifts the his sleeve that's empty because his arm is gone (laughs) that killed me i loved it and i love that we got to see him besides flashbacks of luffy being a kid and i even in the anime i can't wait to see more of him because we haven't gotten that much of him Mm -hmm. so i got a little bit of scene like this like the me scene was in there but yeah yes and i can't wait to see their paths cross luffy and shanks and since usopp is with luffy him seeing his dad again i can't wait to see that in the anime because we haven't gotten anywhere near that so how far we got till that derek are you gonna tell me? That's no, a great probably question. not. <laughs> I want to fucking know. God damn it. Ah, okay. Um, I think I think that's all I got for that. Okay, John, how about you? Um, before I forget this thought, <clears throat> you said how uh, Annabelle, you said about how some pirates can be good, and Luffy's proven that. I liked the dynamic between him and Kobe when Kobe gave him the, the uh, wanted poster and Luffy was like, be a good Marine. Because we've seen now through the series that there are bad Marines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, it actually makes sense to say something like be a good Marine and it makes more contextual sense to the aspect of Luffy wants him to be on the side of good just like Kobe wants him to be a good pirate. So I really liked that. I thought that was a cool little nod to each other in the aspect of the larger scheme of things. Um, because with everybody, I think the implied impact of power being given means, um, you know, bad can come of it. Mm-hmm. And with Marines, there is power. Um, the drawing a blank right now. Hang on one second. The way that they brought almost everybody if not everybody from the first episode in terms of appearances back into the last episode was really cool because you don't get to see that kind of uh return to the beginning in a lot of places like this mm-hmm. um like they did show they should you see shanks again you see mihawk again you see garp you see roger you see, uh, there's a couple other people from the first episode that I don't remember because there was some of them that were younger, uh, the 22 years prior, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, there was characters that I didn't recognize that were focused on that I think you guys talked about, but I don't remember. Um, but even like Buggy, Alvita, everybody came back. Everybody was there for round two, so to speak, because, you know, season two. Um, and I thought that was cool um because it shows that it's not over it shows that it's not over for the main characters but also most if not all of the side characters um and that's cool because it 
felt like a lot of those stories had larger um, things to expound upon than they were given in the in the first season. Um, like Alvita, she got like what five minutes of on screen time, and I think that she might deserve more. I don't know, but maybe she does. And you guys already know more than her, or more about her than I do. So I'm hoping she did because she seems like she's good. <laughs> Not good, but you know, good. she's interesting. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, what I, that's what I. That's what That's what I like to because she seems like one of those. Good, I remember her from the first episode of the anime, and I'm like, all right, there's, there's no way this is over after one, and I got that feeling from both. So yeah, um, seeing Buggy be Buggy with Alvita was also cool. I like Buggy a lot. Um, I like the actor a lot as well, John Ward. John yeah. Ward. No, no, no. Uh, I love... John Ward is uh, me. Oh, no, wait. So who's Stephen Ward? Stephen Ward's Mihawk. He's also Ward, though. Uh, I look it up. Man. Hold on. I follow I, Mihawk sure on Ward. I follow the guy that plays Mihawk on TikTok. He's so he's fucking funny. funny. Oh, he's hilarious. What's that guy's name? Uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Oh. The three out of the four of us are looking it up right now. Who's going to get it first? Ah. Two out of four. Me and Amanda are just letting you guys have it. Yeah, I'm not. Oh that. shit. Oh, okay. Then it's just a, it's just Annabelle. I was just then, trying so. to think. Yeah. Oh, it's I just me. <laughs> I thought all three of you were looking it up. I was like, I know I'm not. His last name is also Ward, but I forget what his first yeah, name is. I'm pretty sure it's John Ward. I I wanted to say that the guy that plays Meathawk is like. Uh, he's Stephen John Ward. Yeah, I was gonna say TikTok name is anyway. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, hold on. Buggy One Piece actor. (laughs) Jeff Ward. Jeff Ward. Okay, Okay, it was a J. I was close. Was a J. Okay. Um, I loved him in Agents of Shield. So seeing him in this show was great. Um. I thought that was the coolest aspect of of a carryover character that not a character, but a carryover actor from another show that I didn't know besides Inyaki Godoy. Uh, because if you haven't seen him before, he was in The Imperfects on Netflix and he was fantastic in that show. And I highly recommend that show. Hmm. Um, he plays the, the shows about people with genetic de- defects that give them powers. And he's a chupacabra. It's really cool. Damn. Um, it's it, It's really cool. Who does the guy really that plays good. Buggy? Who does he play on Agents of Shield? It's been a while since he's, I've seen the show. He's the grandson of Fitzsimmons. Okay, the one so, from the future. Okay, uh, it, it begins with a D. Why can't I remember it? Deek, 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 Deek. Are we are we sure that's not the elf from Harry Potter? No, that's Dobby. No, damn it, Deek is the elf on Hogwarts Legacy. That's what it is. Ugh, I knew it was an elf. Damn it. I Go it for it. Hogwarts. That's impressive. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I uh, I do. I just I just finished playing those games. So, <laughs> Legacy's fantastic. Let's go back to the topic before we lose our train. Yeah, of sorry, guy. Sorry, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I have ADD. It's it could flip away in just a second. Um, Mihawk. I comfortable with myself. Um, he, he's that's that's a very good looking fella right there. Um. Yeah, it's un- it's uncomfortable how clean shaven he is too. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like Tony Stark on steroids when it comes to the beard. Like it's it's uh, perfect. <laughs> it, it is uncomfortably perfect. Like they must have like lasered the rest of his skin around it 
because that is as pristine a line as I've ever seen. Those corners could be registered on a protractor. <laughs> I mean, like, just saying, man, uh, that guy's fantastic, though. I, I like that he kind of let Luffy go and is proud of where he's at, or seems like he's proud of him. Um, and just, yeah, the ending of this this season was beautiful. The, the, the barrel was great. Uh, the going back and forth with the kids was great. You guys echoed really pretty much everything that I felt. So it's, uh, I'm just extending this for the sake of extending it, I guess. Um, nothing better to be said about it. I, I will have to say that I have questions about the end credit scene, mostly everything about it. So, oh, that okay. I was like, there was an end credit scene. Okay, the okay, I'm caught up. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Okay, so I I wrote this one down specifically because I didn't want to write it down, and that's what made me so sad. <laughs> Everything about what you just said makes no sense. I know. Maki, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, oh, do you hate her in this scene, too? <laughs> I did! Son of a was, bitch, what the fuck? I was like... I just, it's so unfortunate how poorly they did her in the live action. Because I'm like, in the flashbacks that they do in the anime that are like the similar setup as this, where you like, you know, the people from the past see how far Luffy's progressing. They see the rest of the crew progressing and and they see the events that Luffy is going through and stuff. And like, some of my favorite, like, flashbacks or like, you know, flashes are Tamakino. Like, I get so excited to see her because no one gets more excited about Luffy than her. Um, You know, just from being with him as a child and all the time she heard him say, I'm going to be king of the pirates and seeing him out there fucking doing it for, you know, after 14 years or however the hell long she's known him, just watching him grow up and watching him actually do what he's been talking about for so long. And don't get me wrong, she did smile here because that was one of my bitches in the early part of the series, which that she didn't smile at all. And that's all Makino is, is big smiles. Um, but I was just like, that's it's so sad that I don't even want to bring her up when she's one of my favorite characters that we know nothing about. <laughs> um, I loved that Garb was so proud of Luffy. Like, seeing that Luffy gets his first bounty and the bounty is the highest of all of the pirates in the east blue and even though luffy went the pirate route instead of the marines he's just happy to see luffy succeeding at the path he chose that's all he cares about and i love that i I love that side of garb for sure um while i did have similar to makino i had my issues with shanks at the beginning of the show here but this scene with Shanks and Mihawk, I absolutely loved it. This was the Shanks that felt more anime Shanks to me than the beginning of the show Shanks. Because like this guy, he was obviously a lot. And one could relate it to the fact that he already mentioned he was very hungover and uh, had had a lot to drink. But still, this Shanks felt like normal Shanks. He was joking around a lot. It was lighthearted and it was just it was fun. I loved it. Um 
the reveal of the main sale that gave me freaking goosebumps seeing that straw hat logo um it it was absolutely fantastic i i loved it uh like it it sent it sent shivers down my spine and so whenever uh luffy walks back because uh, like sanji was like gonna you know it was the setup to the barrel scene luffy or sanji calls luffy and luffy walks that way and nami follows him i was just gonna say it was pretty ballsy of nami to leave the map of the grand line sitting on a barrel at the front of the ship on the open seas with no paperweight right like, i went back and it's fucking looked away. i was like <laughs> oh i was like God. how is this not just gone <laughs> <laughs> good point yeah um but anyway it was a it was a good wrap-up i i did uh enjoy the end of it there and seeing like i said seeing the whenever they jump around to getting reactions from all the different people that we've seen in the past i love i love those parts of the of the episode so and it was no different in the live action um so yeah definitely good wrap-up uh Anything else on any of this? Any of the episode? Okay, well, we do have something from Whitney. So I am going to share that. And we can hear from Whitney. Even though she's not here, she did send in her thoughts and uh, recording. Um, and let's see. Hey youngins, sorry I couldn't be there today, but I thought I'd grace you with my thoughts and give you a break from Derek's commentary. First of all, I'll say it again, Nami's kid actor was fantastic. Second only, in my opinion, to little Sanji. I appreciate that they showed a quick flashback of all the torture Nami experienced under Arlong so we really knew what she went through. And I got total goosebumps when Luffy said this was not just Nami's fight, but it was quote, our fight. And the visual like of the that. crew bursting through the doors of Arlong Park side by side was mwah, chef's kiss. And the choreography of the whole fight scene was absolutely amazing. I loved um, Sanji's and Zoro's teamwork during the fight and the little quips and insults they traded back and forth, like get back to the kitchen. It was very mindful of the anime in that way, I feel like, the relationship between those two. And everybody knows I love Angry Luffy, and that came out after Arlong suggested that he, quote, use Nami. Um, and he made very quick work of that giant sword. Um, and Luffy finally showed us that he's smarter than people think by destroying Arlong Park because he maybe knew he couldn't best Arlong in combat. And Luffy finally used my favorite move here, the Gum Gum Gatling, and I thought it looked so amazing. The music coming back when Luffy emerged from the destroyed park um, and he tells Nami that she's their friend, I got literal chills. And it got a smile from Zoro, which is a win. As for the final scene, I wasn't sure where this was going to go with Garp finding Luffy. And I struggled understanding Garp's motivations this whole season, but I think they made it pretty clear that he finally realized Luffy isn't going to do what anyone else wants him to. But Garp feels confident knowing that Luffy can take care of himself, so he let him go. Um, I hope the Marines don't uh, take that out on him for letting a very highly um, wanted pirate go. But WTF was up with Garp's strength. He was a strong man, obviously. Um, I think he could have beaten Luffy if he wanted to. So I'm just kind of wondering if he has some kind of powers. And Derek, I know you're probably squinting and saying, interesting. Ugh. 
Uh, the last scenes going back to everyone, Luffy knew to show he's finally made it as a pirate looking at his wanted poster. In my opinion, that was the perfect ending. We got to see all those people, Buggy, um, Alveda, um, the waitress or the barkeep, I can't remember her name. Uh, that and the unveiling of the Jolly Roger and the anime theme together. Wonderful, wonderful show. Can't wait for season two. Bye. She doesn't remember Makino either. <laughs> interesting both of us don't ever we like just don't care <laughs> i don't even know who she is dude it took me a second to figure out who you're talking about and then i remembered oh the bartender yeah she's the fucking <laughs> the <best>. waitress <laughs> the waitress oh man oh know. she said something i can't remember exactly what whitney said but it was a that's what she said moment oh it's really unfortunate you you should have just screamed it. Like nobody, I wanted to, nobody wanted to hear Whitney talk anyway. All right, play the whole thing. Play the whole thing over again. So yeah, play it again it. so we can all hear her talk again. <laughs> what are you hey, doing? Guys, sorry, I couldn't be there today, but I thought I'd receive my thoughts and give you a break from Derek's commentary. Y'all said you wanted me to play it again, okay? find it funny that you cut it off right after she said giving us a break of your commentary. That's fair. Just we to provide to... more commentary. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's face it. That's why we're here. Yes, okay. Whitney cut you off from your commentary. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, to, yeah, to have Whitney cut me off from my commentary. Um, I'm trying to... Oh, okay. <laughs> Post-credit scene or, you know, not post-credit, just like Right before the credits, right, yeah. the people didn't yeah. turn off Netflix. <laughs> all, that, <laughs> all that shit. Uh, quotes. All that shit. Yeah. Any any other quotes from? Uh, I have some. I I, I have, have one too that I didn't that I completely forgot to. Anyway, go for it. Okay, first one in the beginning of the episode when Luffy is talking to everybody he's like let's go fuck up Arlong let's go he made Nami cry let's go fuck him up Zoro goes finally I get to cut something oh. <laughs> love it Niagara Falls <laughs> um. <laughs> and then of course Luffy's line I said earlier Nami isn't some tool to be used and then at the end um, in the village when Sanji's serving food and Zoro comes up and they're kind of having banter. And um, Sanji, I don't know why I like this line so much because I love Zoro. I, I, I'm like, <laughs> she's like, fuck, I'm cheating on Zoro here. <laughs> I can't pick between the two. But Sanji tells him, at least I don't need three swords to prove I'm a man. And you're right, Sanji, you don't. <laughs> I loved it. Oh. <laughs> those are my quotes okay i just had one and it was one that i already talked and well i didn't actually talk about what was said but i talked about the scene a lot um quoting garp i know you said you'd never uh be able to change your mind you're stubborn just like me but i know who you are boy i just needed to make sure that you knew it too that line gave me fucking chills. I was like, that's fucking Garp right there. Um, so I had to write that down just because I absolutely loved it. Uh, John, Amanda, any any other quotes? No. Uh, when when Luffy said use, 
and his eyes got all wild. Yeah. I don't even need a whole sentence. That one word. Yeah, how to do it. <laughs> um, so I feel like this one we kind of should have mentioned a little bit before, which I, I sorry, John, you might be kind of left out on this one. Um, <laughs> and now that we've seen the whole uh, the whole live action, any like Annabelle, Amanda comparisons to the anime? Did you have any preferences or? Uh, anything that you noticed after watching the live action stuff that you feel like would have been better in or I think I need to go back and rewatch the the, the, soul, the anime the anime because I don't remember anything it's just been such a while since I've seen all of those mm-hmm. um, I already mentioned earlier that I think my favorite change was the whole Helmut Bo and Kobe and Garp being in the show more and giving them better things to do and making them better characters at least you know apart from garp i was he was fine before i didn't have anything against him um but we just didn't see him much um i don't think there was anything else i think most of it was translated pretty well um thought kuro was also good just like he was in the anime but they couldn't go too far into like explaining what his powers were i think like mm-hmm. i feel like they they like they didn't do that and i don't really know why like if they just didn't have time or um or if it just like didn't fit in anywhere in the story but that's i guess that's maybe one thing i wish they had gone slightly deeper with because we i feel like we got a pretty long time with him in the anime and his whole story and his crew and how he was going to betray the whole crew um so that made him more of like a more menacing villain mm-hmm. in that sense. But even though we didn't get all of that, I still thought that he was a pretty decent villain in this. Okay. So let me ask you this and then I'll, um, cause it, it was just a question that popped into my head here and, and I'll ask Annabelle and, and I'll answer it too. If someone was to think, Oh, well, instead of watching the first 45 episodes of the anime, I'll just watch the live action and then jump in the anime. Would you think that would be... I mean, I know you said you don't really remember the anime with that well. Would you think that would be acceptable based on what you've watched? I uh, I think I would still encourage somebody to watch it from the beginning. Just because okay. there's little bits that you don't quite get. and um, Like, I can't think of anything specific, but sometimes this, I think, just applies in general when watching any serialized show that you get um it's nice when there's enough time where you can kind of have little moments between characters or like little things that you notice about how characters behave that kind of uh make sense for like their more general arc mm-hmm. so i think it's still good to watch the anime even if you've seen the live action like i wouldn't start i wouldn't recommend somebody just jump into the anime 45 episodes in like mm-hmm. if you're gonna commit, then do it all the way. Okay. <laughs> also, a thirty-minute underwater fight with Sanji. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We could, we could have just that would have been nice because <laughs> he would have had to have gotten out of the water, and we all knew what happened the last time he got out of the oh, water. I didn't even <laughs> think about that, Amanda. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so, guessing he's without clothes. Yep. Uh, in the in the anime, he's not. <laughs> um, it's okay. 
Well, that reminds me because like when we first get Sanji, I was really upset that I wasn't on that episode because he is ripped. They got a really ripped guy to play Sanji, <laughs> which is odd because in the anime, he's tall, lanky. He's not very like he's I, strong, I kinda, but he's not I very ripped. If it, like just happened because it sounded like I thought that before he started doing this that he was already like a martial artist kind of person but he was yeah he just did everything he just like learned how to do all this for the show he learned how so to fight maybe, and how to yeah. cook for the show like Taz God, Skyler be- love him even more he became Sanji <laughs> like dude's a live yeah. action Sanji like he's a real Sanji right now <laughs> except for uh, the eyebrows except for the fucking eyebrows <laughs> um Annabelle what any anything that you would change like or that you noticed as a whole between the live action and the anime and also what do you think like would someone be able to skip the first 45 episodes of the anime and watch the live action in its place no they would not i don't i don't think they would be able to just skip the first although they did an amazing job at translating and they Mm -hmm. did bring in stuff that i guess we don't like garp being luffy's grandpa we don't find that out until we we haven't even gotten to that part in the anime yet episode 314 is where that gets wow yeah it's not even close wow um (laughs) Yeah, so like stuff like that and um, like all of the nitpicks I pretty much put out with cutting out the fighting and Hachi not being in it and Zoro single-handedly taking down a shit ton of Arlong's men while Hachi wasn't there. Like that stuff being left out of the live action like yeah the live action translates well but you're not gonna get the full effect and love of one piece if you don't start from the beginning with the anime it it, it's going to take you a couple episodes to not be angry about it but (laughs) it gets good i promise if i am just as obsessed about one piece as Derek, then it's a good show because Y'all know I'm not an anime person. I, it doesn't grasp my attention. I can't hold it for very long. So the fact that I actively watch the show every single day says <laughs> a lot. It says a lot. Um, I don't like what they did. I don't like what they did with Nami's character in the live action. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you there, Derek. I really don't like it but the rest of it is really good kuro as a villain like transferred to live action like i didn't realize really how bone chilling he is like he's not just a pirate like we know pirates are bad but he's like like almost a serial killer Mm -hmm. like he's got that mentality to him and it's like whoa like you really took the time to think about killing this child's parent because we don't know if he planned on killing both of them but they both ended up dying Mm -hmm. and then 
taking care of her and I'm putting air quotes because he's taking care of her, but poisoning her at the same time so that he could take over her fortune, which is that is a psychopath mentality and nobody plans that shit. What serial killers? Are you kidding me? So yeah, that was translated very well to live action. He was quite terrifying. Um, and I didn't hate, uh, fuck, I'm going to mispronounce her name. Kaya, Kaya, Kira, Kaya, Kaya. I didn't hate her as much in live <laughs> action as we hated her in anime. Like, I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> but yeah, um, the live action translates very well. It's one of the best um because i watched the live action cowboy bebop which i actually really like a lot of people don't like it as much but i really like it mainly because i think i have a thing for the main actor um but it's one of the best adaptations i've seen from anime to live action so yeah there's not much i would i would change about it but the small things that i said throughout the episode i would change yeah Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to start off by saying as a as a whole comparing the two I thought the this live action was an absolutely fantastic adaptation like it was a great they did a great great job on this I really really enjoyed it I know that I've been the one like nitpicking the absolute fuck out of <laughs> out of the live action in our reviews, but overall I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, and I, and I think they did a great job. Uh, I think if a person tried to go in to the anime at episode 46, <laughs> you would probably get a wake up call in the characters because they, they are different characters. Um, but not only that, one thing that I, because it's an anime. Anime sometimes has pacing issues. You know, all anime does. It's it's not just one piece or anything else. But, and so like, that's one thing I've always thought about, especially like we've already talked about Luffy being at the bottom of the water and, you know, and other shit throughout the early, you know, throughout these early episodes here. But one thing that I especially thought about a lot during our review is if someone was trying to cut out meat, you know, cut out the extra episodes that weren't needed in the first 45, what episode could you cut? And I don't think there is one like even so like, I think it's episode 18 is the, is an episode out of the first 45 and it I hate that episode so much um it, it's the episode with Gaimon oh, yeah, on, on the episode. island yeah that like I cannot stand that episode but Luffy shows character growth in that episode he shows some extra character because like at that point you're still getting to know Luffy more and so if you skip that episode you're missing that chunk of Luffy's character so as much as I would like to say, yeah, skip that episode. You can't. Um, there, I can still skip it. <laughs> there's if you skip an episode, read you're the just, Wikipedia. <laughs> you're just missing some some meat in a character somewhere. The 
watching this live action made me appreciate the extra time that the anime takes to tell the story of each of these characters because you start connecting to them so much more and like and the moments hit harder than they do in a live action and i'm not holding it against the live action because i understand they only had eight hours to do this and so you can't fit everything in there they did a great job but the the extra meat of the anime i i appreciate a lot lot more now and i will go ahead and say so i watched next week's anime episodes that we're reviewing already and seeing anime luffy i got so fucking excited like i literally said out loud i missed this guy <laughs> like inyaki did a great job you know as luffy you know he did he he did excellent but just like some of the scenes that uh with luffy and and these next in these next episodes i was like yep that's my guy <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, it was just perfect you know I, so i'm really looking forward to reviewing the episodes next week because honestly they are a great reintroduction to the anime for us after taking a you know and kind of like a reintroduction into the humor uh of the anime uh as we as we jump back into it um so that's all i'll go ahead and say about that um before we get on, because it sounds like John has trivia questions still, let's do Pirate Pals first. Because I do still have a Pirate Pal from Whitney. She sent it to me. So uh, we will go ahead and play that. For our final Pirate Pal adaptation of the live action, I thought I'd want to honor our future King of the Pirates, Luffy. How fantastic and perfect was Inyaki Godoy? I can't imagine anyone else's Luffy. Awesome. Sweet. I think that's absolutely fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. John, did you have a trivia question for us? Oh, I have four. Oh. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh. Okay. I told you I was bringing my A game. That you did. <clears throat> and this is stuff that uh, is a little bit more behind the scenes -y. Okay. So... I'm not expecting anyone to know, but maybe you will. Um, first one is, what did series creator Ichiro Oda gift to the main five cast members to celebrate their casting announcement? Um, I'm going to go with a straw hat. Okay, Amanda? Maybe a, like a signed issue of one of the mangas. Okay, Annabelle? I'm going to go with, like, a mini Jolly Roger, like the Straw Hat Jolly yeah. Roger, like, flag type thing, a mini one. Okay. okay. I do remember seeing that in a video that they got those, like, I, I they, they got them in, like, a game or something like that, but maybe, like, mm -hmm. Oda gave those to him for, for the game or something. Okay. And did Whitney give an answer, too? Uh, I thought you said she sent her she gave me one of them but the thing oh. she might have sent if she didn't send you I, anything i didn't so get any that, other answers from her okay so i know that she didn't get this one right okay um the actually they actually got custom-made shirts featuring illustrations of their characters okay Ooh, that's that's cool. awesome yeah that was really cool i thought that was really yeah. cool of them and uh i thought that it was really cool that each row was so involved with the show 
yeah that 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 is cool i really <clears> do <throat> like that uh that he involved with the show and then he kind of put his personal touch on it and i've seen the video with him getting introduced to inyaki and i don't know if he'd met any of the other actors or actresses but I do really like that he was so happy with them too, because they absolutely deserved it. All the actors and actresses in this in the show were great. I, I have, like I said, I've had nitpicks. Zero of them are with the actors and actresses. They did a great job. Yeah, I agreed. Okay, question number two: In the fan-hosted event Reverie Eleven, co-showrunner Matt Owen stated that his favorite character in season one is who? <laughs> I was gonna say a, a character that's not in season one. So okay, I guess that's not right. Um I'm gonna go with Chef Zeph. Okay. Um Garp. Okay. I'm gonna say Buggy. Okay. Whitney also got this one wrong. Um <laughs> I'm so all of us got it right, just Whitney got it wrong, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Good try, Derek. Good try. <laughs> Everybody but Whitney was right. Yes, everyone gave a different answer, but she was right. Or she, they were all right. right. No, no. Um, I mean, it could have been a three-way tie. It, for three. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it could have been a three-way tie for one character. Um, yep. Uh, Mihawk. Mihawk was his favorite. Damn it. Oh, I feel like I read that somewhere. I should have said Mihawk because I did fucking love Mihawk in the live action. He was great. I think everybody did. I think a lot I, yeah, of people everybody did. did for more than one reason. Yeah. <clears throat> he deserves it. <laughs> okay. This one's long-winded, so bear with me. Oh, shit. And this one has four answers. Oh, no. What the fuck? Hear me and joy. Or, and, and rejoice. Rejoice. That's the one. Okay. Um, Matt Owens recently held an AMA on Reddit. He is uh, sorry. He has TV Marvel TV credits to his name, and during the MA, AMA, he was he was seen to have expressed an interest in two Marvel TV shows characters for future seasons of One Piece. Sorry, actors really. Um, these actors, however, were no they were never in a show together. They never did anything together on screen. So, can you name the two shows that Matt Owens was part of? And the two actors that he would love to poach for season two or beyond of One Piece. And one of them is extremely famous and was in both TV and film. And the other one was in a universe that was kind of separate. Kind of. Um, Is it Jessica Jones and why can't I think of his name? Sweet Christmas, that show. Sweet Christmas. The, yeah, that's what he always says. He's always like, "Sweet Christmas." What is that show called? Not, not Daredevil, and not the Iron Fist, and not Jessica Jones. The other dude who had the show, uh, Punisher, Luke Cage. Luke Cage, yeah. Oh, so clearly it wasn't yes. that guy. <laughs> so you say Luke, you Luke Cage, and 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 Jessica those were the Jones. shows I was talking about. Okay. Um, okay, so I'll tell you that one of those is correct. David Tennant. I'm not going to give you anything further because it's going to spoil the answer to everything else, but I'm going to say that the other one is not in the Netflix universe, but it's technically only partially in the MCU. Hmm. I'm so confused. 
It, it shouldn't be confusing um, if you think about how many things have been in the MCU but aren't really in the MCU. In terms mm. of TV. In terms of TV. In terms of TV. Yes. Hmm. Because there really Agents isn't too many. Okay, so that's your other TV show guess? Sure. Okay, well, I'll let you have that as a guess. Do you want to pick a character from that show? I didn't like it, so I don't really know oh, any characters. Right. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. I watched two enough. and a half seasons and I couldn't keep going. Oh, Ghost Rider season was lovely. I stopped after Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider was fantastic. Don't you dare. Don't you dare say anything bad. I love, Go- I love Ghost Rider. Good, 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 good. I know this one's a brain bender. This, one, this one's uh, really hard because you have to know stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know anything. It's a lot of people. <laughs> So I'm just I'm just gonna say because I know Amanda got one right. I'm gonna go ahead and say Jessica Jones to agree with her on one, and uh, we're gonna go with the main actress in that whose name I don't know. Kristen, Kristen Ritter. Ritter. I was gonna say Kristen Stewart, so I was definitely wrong. Oof. No, <laughs> not the same person insulting. at all. I don't. Insulting. I, I don't even think I know who Kristen Stewart is. So. Uh, Bella, are you kidding me? Bella, okay. Twilight. I was gonna say I thought that's who it was, but then I was like, that movie with uh... no. Who was popping in my head was Kristen Bell. I was like, she was in that movie. She's (laughs) Gossip Girl. Spoiler. uh, Dax Shepard's wife. Yeah. Yes. Um. Let's see. The other. So the other one is in the MCU, but not in the MCU. Um, there's legitimately only one show. So, I feel like I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, uh, what the fuck is that show called? The one with the with the watcher that nobody likes. Um, what, what if? if? What if? Yeah, that. Okay. So I'm gonna go with what if. Um, hmm. Amanda um, didn't pick one of those two shows from Netflix. By the way, you didn't pick either, or you just said it's one of the two. Huh? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> uh, you 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 said either uh, Jessica Jones or Luke Cage. Oh, was I supposed to pick one? Yeah, pick one of those two as, as the, <laughs> Jessica uh, Jones. Okay, and which you said David Tennant from that show. Okay, yeah, that's okay. why I thought I picked it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I was making sure that that's where you were at. I want to make yeah. sure. Okay, um, so just because he's one of the only uh voice actors that I can remember that while also being an actual actor, I think I'm pretty sure Chris Pratt was in that. So we're gonna go with Chris, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, and Kristen Ritter. Chris the Brett bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it plays off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A, Cotton. Fucking well, A. I mean, um, the only other voice actor that I knew for sure was in it was Chadwick Boseman, in which it was obviously not going to be him. Rest in peace. So Chris Pratt was my answer. Okay. And uh, <sighs> are you going to spit into the wind here? Can I just take the L on this one? I don't know nothing <laughs> about can, you nothing. Can, you can, you can. 
Yeah, I'm going to take the L because I Okay. couldn't even, I can't name any actors. <clears throat> I can't name nothing. okay, that's totally fine. Uh, this was a very intricately woven question, but I like the answer because of who they are and what I think they could bring to the table for one piece. Um, so Matt Owens has worked on Luke Cage, um, and he has worked on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And with Luke Cage, he worked with Mike Coulter, who played Luke Cage. And he's he expressed that he would love to see Mike Coulter in One Piece, Okay. and also Clark Gregg from Agents of Shield, Coulson himself. Ooh. He also would like to see Coulson in One Piece. Okay. Let's see. You know, I'm trying I to. almost because both of y'all said Jessica Jones, I almost was like Luke Cage. I knew I should have done it. Damn it! Well, because nobody knew what I was talking about, so I didn't think that was the answer because that wasn't Oh, I knew. in anyone's brains. <laughs> I was I like, knew. okay, it's not that then. Um, But I also forgot everybody's name on that show. <laughs> yeah, I'm Except trying for to the titular character who is the person. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm including trying to that, too. I'm just sitting here trying to think of who Coulson could be. Like in a in like Who's the guy a with the skull, the skull face and and was it headphones and like a auto from the Simpsons hairstyle? I have no I've seen clue pictures who you're talking of about. him. when you look up Ichiro Oda on on Google, it's it this guy's face pops up. It's like a skull face. Hmm. Let me just take a look here real quick. I'm just going to Google Ichiro Oda real quick. Um, not seeing a skull face, so we're just going to All leave right, that Sam. there. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave. I'm not gonna leave this alone. You're not going to leave it alone. Okay. Nope, because it's gonna drive me crazy. Hold on. Okay. In the meantime... Uh, yeah, do that. Let's see. Oh, yeah, because you still have another question, don't you? Just one more. This one's actually from the episode, so I'll just ask it. Uh, how many teeth did Arlong Sword have? And Sword? Fuck. yes, and and when he had it against Luffy's neck. How many of those teeth were in front of Luffy? What I don't do you, understand wait, what why. do you mean in front of Luffy? Like So, because when like when his neck somewhere was in the behind groove, his neck and because the teeth Okay. were in his neck was in between two of the teeth. So how many of those teeth were in front of Luffy? And this can be seen briefly on screen. No, yeah, I remember it being seen on screen. I'm going to go with five total, two in front of Luffy. Okay, I'll do eight total and three in front. okay, 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 Damn okay, it, Amanda, okay. I was going to say eight. I'm still going to say eight total, but I'm going to say four in front of him. Okay, so one of you got one out of both right. Okay. Who? And Whitney wasn't one of them. <laughs> Ha ha! Suck it! Annabelle, Annabelle got uh, the number of teeth in front of Luffy's neck correct. Oh, nice. Oh, so it was seven. It was three behind. Uh, nope, there was six. Six, two If you broke, look at any, and... if you look at any still image of it, there is only six teeth on the blade, and there's at one point really quickly when you see Luffy's face as he's got the blade against his neck, there's a fourth tooth right at the edge of the corner of the screen. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So four in front, 
Very good, Annabelle. Six teeth total, which makes no goddamn sense because he's got an odd number of teeth on his face, and he should have a point at the end of his sword because that would make it much cooler. I and thought you were going to say how many teeth does he have in his mouth. I was going to, I was just going to bow out. <laughs> Infinity. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fair. <laughs> and you'd be correct. <laughs> uh, did you find the skull picture? I stopped looking so I could answer okay. the question. I'll, I will go back to that. You uh, do your next thing. Okay. Um. So next. We are going to discuss rankings of of the title cards from the beginning of the show. So I will go ahead and share my screen here just so we have... Hang on this here. This guy. Okay. Uh, okay. He, he uh, plays a violin. Yeah, that guy. Yes. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Maybe. <laughs> um we'll come back to that. Well, yeah, we'll leave that there. <laughs> um I don't want to talk about him too much. <laughs> oh, oh, too early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, so we can start with number 8. Uh who what's the least favorite title cards for for everyone and by the way to our listeners i will share these i will share all of them at once and uh on uh socials too so everyone can take a look at them i i would say uh my least favorite ones uh would be the one with the chicken from episode five the the baratier one really yeah, I like, like that one just kind of. It's a chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's I would a just. Chicken. Yeah. It's the only one that doesn't have a skull in it. Look at all them and chickens. Just, well, technically, the Arlong one doesn't have a skull. Yeah, well, it has a fish in it. Isn't that a fish? It's yeah, it's and it's Arlong's logo. So I mean, or his uh, Jolly Roger. So I think it's it's still fitting. But yeah, I, okay, I, fair enough. Yeah, I'm throwing the one from episode five as is my. Least I think favorite. episode five is just like the most plain. Yeah. Episode seven. I don't, Episodes... I don't understand the <laughs> Nami's. Okay. Yeah, I don't, that's not hair. I don't. I mean, it is hair, but it doesn't look like hair. So okay. <laughs> uh, Annabelle. My least favorite's Usopp's. <laughs> okay. I hate it. That's fair. <laughs> it felt like some kind of bitterness in there that I didn't know about before. There's bitterness in my number seven. Which is also Usopp. Because, <laughs> um, John, you mentioned that yours was... Wait, is is that number six? Usopp's is... Er... Oh, no. Okay, no, never Usopp's mind. is number four. Speaking of that... Number six there's too many around. numbers being thrown around here. I know. Yeah, what? Episode three is Usopp's, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, Usopp's is episode three, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, Whitney also had hers as episode five. So three of us picked... The one from episode five being the chicken. That's number eight. Nice. Yeah. Lame. Um. So, who? Any episode? What did you guys have for the seven? Nami's. Nami's. Okay. Um, I, just I had. Don't like the hair. I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. I had Usopp's for seven. Okay. My number seven's Zeph's. 
Okay, the okay episode, episode six. six. Yeah. Okay. The uh, Whitney also had number uh, episode three, so we, me and Whitney, have agreed on two now. <laughs> um, He's gonna have to stray off course real quick. I know. I'm gonna have to like make something up really fucking fast here. Damn it, son of a bitch! We share the next one too. <laughs> uh, n- number six for me is Nami, because, <laughs> um, like you said, yeah, the hair kind of does throw me off a little bit. If it wasn't, if they could have figured something else different with the hair, I would have loved it. But yeah, coming out of her eye sockets. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what was uh, what was y'all's number six? Um, the episode six. Episode six, Zeph's. Okay. Me yeah. too. Mine was Usopp. Okay. Cool. Um, and number five. Um, oh. I had the chicken. <laughs> okay. Whitney had. Ha- uh, Whitney, oh, or you had Nami. Okay. Yeah. Winnie and I definitely disagree on this one. She had episode one for number five. So, yeah, the OG One Piece logo. Um, I, I'm going to say Zeph's. So, I yeah. say Buggy. Okay. Okay, so let's see. So I think that's everyone. So on the four... Oh, yeah, I had Buggy at four. Zoro. Zoro, go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) I have um, the the tide, like the original Luffy's. Okay. It's still top half. I'll take that. Uh, And Whitney had Zeph's as number four. Um, Number three. I am going to go with Arlong. I had the episode one. Okay. Zoro. All right, John. Buggy. And then uh, Winnie had Arlong as well. Um, Number two. Arlong. Arlong. I really Same. like what they did in the the lettering, like the like the little. Oh yeah, the sun, there. the sun in the middle of it, and then the like the ending of it being like his sword. That is cool. Yeah, and the whatever the blue bits of it are is nice too. Oh yeah, yeah, like it's like it's underwater, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two is Zoro. And mine was uh, episode one. Okay. Uh, Whitney's was also Zoro. And your favorite fucking title card. Zoro. <laughs> Annabelle? Sanji. Oh, the, the duck? No. What? The, Sanji. Oh, oh, the, oh okay. The the chef set one next okay. to the duck. <laughs> yes, okay. and I really like that they put the heart as the oh, thing that. in the P. I do yes. like that. Well, damn that that bumps mine up a little. Bit. <laughs> that <laughs> that was the deciding factor for me. I really <laughs> liked that, yeah. and the eyebrow on the skull. They got that the eyebrow. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Um, 
John, what about you? Arlong. Arlong, okay. Whitney had Buggy. Um, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Her, her favorite was Buggy. And mine was the original One Piece logo from episode one. I fucking love it. <laughs> um, Straw Hat gets me. <laughs> anyone here ever play Sega games way back in the Sega Genesis games? I did not. No. No, we were no. too poor for that. <laughs> no, nobody. And, and so no one's ever seen Sonic and Knuckles floating around. I mean, I've like played the Sonic games. Yeah. So the, there's a Knuckles logo floating around there that looks an awful lot like uh, Arlong's logo. Oh, okay. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm familiar. Um. Okay, so now we just have a couple things left. Uh, our two main awards piece of shit nominations Usopp Usopp thank you yes <laughs> thank yeah, you I guess he didn't really do anything he didn't do anything and he took credit for everything else it sounds so much like Usopp and him. he ripped off he um, Metal Gear Solid he ripped off Solid Snake playing uh, chicken or possum or whatever you want to call it with the ketchup and that just that, that video game reference oh he does it worse in the anime oh like, really i mean no he's I still i mean well i don't know I, I don't know what game you're talking about so i can't say say that that'll be like, solid i yeah i've never played it um wow <laughs> um but yeah in the anime he does use like the ketchup to make it look like he's dead but he's not doing it to try and trick him he's actually doing it to play dead so he can get out of the fight because he's uh, scared so, you were about to say a P word. But no, I, I was going to say a B word. Oh, you can call him a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going to call him because he's a bitch. <laughs> um, uh, I, I am 100% okay with giving it to Usopp. He was not one of my nominations because he at least did take out Chu. But I'm absolutely, again, I'm never going to be upset about giving it to Usopp. But he's always going to have my vote. Um, I went I with John. I feel like anybody had any other. It's like nobody was really shitty. I don't know. <laughs> I went with uh, John Bon Jovi because he wasn't even in this episode because he literally did jack shit. <laughs> um, we're nominating one of Whitney's pirate pals for a piece of shit. <laughs> um, and then uh, Nezumi. Oh, yeah, uh, he does suck. But we gave it to him last time. Yeah. Didn't we? That we did. We did yeah. give it to him last week. So he would be getting it twice in a row. Um, Usopp just like really sucks though. I'm I'm all for giving it to Usopp, so it sounds like Usopp's getting it. Can I just say you guys are missing an opportunity to call them Nami Nations? Uh, so no, that's that's how the uh award first started was because we designed Whitney came up with the award specifically to give it to Nami. So yeah, we it was a Nami Nation. <laughs> well. You're missing out on an opportunity. And absolutely could be absolutely just saying. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is true as well. <laughs> um, all words you can have. Make sure you use them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's kind of funny for this next award. Like, because I will be honest, just because not as many characters um were 
in these episodes in these episodes throughout the live action some of these live action awards have been hard to give out honestly um this neck for mvps though my nomination like my pen just literally floated right into it as i was writing it down i didn't even have to freaking think about it i just wrote down mvps garp just all in one word it just flowed right fucking through there uh because like i said i just loved that scene with uh with Luffy fighting Luffy and just while it seemed like all this whole time he's been hunting him down and actually he's just testing Luffy to make sure he's got what it takes to keep going. And I love that. I love that Luffy has this guy in his corner. And even though this guy doesn't necessarily want to be in that corner, he's kind of pouting a little bit. He's still in his corner and he's, Luffy knows that his grandpa is supporting him. I love that. So feel free to anybody say something, nomination, anything. Can we, can um, we nominate the barrel? The, the barrel. barrel. <laughs> I mean, we can. I already the... I tried to give the piece of shit to the toothpicks on Arlong's nose a couple episodes ago. So we can nom <laughs> we can definitely nominate anything you want. I was being a little facetious. Oh, okay. I wasn't. Who did, who did we give it to last time? <laughs> last week we gave it to Net uh last week we gave it to Nami. I'm gonna say based on this episode alone and the live action, no anime influence whatsoever. I'ma say Luffy. Luffy? Okay. Yeah, I like that one. I I'm all for that. I like Luffy. I, I want to say Luffy, but I also don't want to use one of the main characters. Like, it just... See, it's, it, feels, it feels too easy. See, it's funny, because out of the five months that we've been reviewing the show on a weekly basis, Luffy has gotten the MVP's award once. He rarely you know gets what? it. You know what? <clears throat> you know what? Mihawk. Mihawk? I'm always on board the Mihawk train. You know what? <laughs> Shanks. Shanks. I am always on board the Shanks train, too. <laughs> well, hold on. My justification for Mihawk is, is this. Shanks would have not gotten that flyer as soon as he did, or that, that, uh, that poster, if he hadn't come to give it to Shanks. You're right. That's fair. You're right. That's fair. I just nominated Shanks because... He's Shanks. He's, he's Shanks. Yeah. And and he shanks hot. you for it. He shanks you for the nomination. <laughs> Damn Don't it, you mean the Nami Nation? Ah, yes, yeah. Waka Waka. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, who are you giving it to? <laughs> Luffy. <laughs> Wait, hold on. How? Why? Why? Where does this logic? Because <laughs> two people voted for Luffy. Yeah. yeah, but I think like three people <laughs> voted. <laughs> Whatever gets me dinner faster. I'm super hungry. Oh, she's hungry. I'll work it Same. I have I've had cookies today. That's it. Sorry, I feel partially to, to blame for this. <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> I could have eaten earlier. That was my bad. Okay. So real quick before we head out of here, one last question for John. After watching the episode and after or after watching this series and after being on here with us, I know you've kind of already mentioned you watched episode one. Do you have any more interest in watching the anime? Uh, I've watched, I think, five or six episodes at this point. So okay. I will carry on, although 
I, I won't be catching up anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I have uh, something. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Last week, you had Emmy on, and uh-huh. she asked Whitney and Amanda a question that I feel very left out of, <laughs> and I think that she would love to know the answer to if she is listening. Of course so, she's listening. <laughs> of she... course she is. Emmy, why not both? Por que no los dos? <laughs> yes. Why can't I have both of them? Because Zoro, he's so mysterious and he knows how to use the swords. But like Sanji said, he doesn't need three swords to prove he's a man. The hands in the pocket, the kick in, it all does it for me. I'd... I want both of them. It's a good answer. Thank you. That's fair. I That's fair. Both as well. <laughs> I really appreciate the in-depth argument that you made there. Um, thank you. But if I like, had, the if thank I had you to felt pick like one, a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. If I had to pick one, oh, it's so difficult. But I would think I would have to go with Sanji, just because, like, Sanji is my type, and it's like, if you look at my husband, he looks a lot like Sanji. <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. So I feel so bad for you, Annabelle. <laughs> Don't. Why? <laughs> no. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. Not feeling bad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So next week's episodes are episodes 93 to 97 of the anime. Um, so I will have that in our normal three spaces on both bios between Twitter and Instagram, as well as the description of this podcast episode. Um, I know episode, like if you have not watched the anime and you're thinking about joining us on the watch through episode 93, it sounds like a lot. It's really not that much because the episodes are slightly less than 20 minutes long between the opening song and the closing song. So in the time you would watch a live action ship episode, you can watch three of the anime episodes because they just fly right through them. Um, and actually, so update on my coworker, Rosie, because as we've been reviewing the live action, she's been uh, watching the fuck out of the anime. So she was watching along with us at episode 92. So she's, she was there whenever we uh, released our episode 92 before we took our break. And now she is at episode 472. She watched almost, she watched almost 400 episodes in two months. Um, Which I mean, again, I like, so to say episode 93 takes a while. It really doesn't. It's, the show freaking flies if you just say i want to try to catch up with them minimal effort will get you there you'll catch up (laughs) um is she watching anything else there's so many shows on right now (laughs) (laughs) she she so she was for a while but she there is a point in one piece like the beginning you know the first arc or two it's good like you enjoy watching it but there is an arc where it gets so fucking good that you can't not watch it. You have to keep going just because you're going to be so 
enticed by the story. You're going to need to know what happens to all the characters. You're going to need to know where the story goes. So it gets to that point where you can't stop. And she hit that point. <laughs> um, so she is not watching anything else now because she doesn't want to watch anything else because she just needs to know what happens next. <laughs> She's clearly um, not a fan of Marvel then. Jeez. I'm like, there's so much on. Loki, Gen V. I'm obsessed with Gen V and I feel like nobody else is watching that show. I, but I, love I have it. not watched Gen V now. Um, but I yeah, like it so, better than The Boys. Do you? Yeah. I did like The Boys um but yeah i mean it's gonna tie in so watch it oh yeah i'll have to do that um but like catching up to episode 93 if you just put in minimal effort you could do it in three weeks and you and from there catching up to five episodes a week after that like seriously it's not it would not take you long to catch up to us at all um anything else before we head out of here we didn't talk about smoker we didn't talk about smoker you're right we didn't no who do we okay when they this this time when i watched it when they like did that shot over his head Mm -hmm. he like his hair looked like um the collector like his head like that white wig okay not it's not the same person obviously but I was like, oh, that you looks like that. that. Maybe wonder, it could like... be Benicio de Toro. But yeah, then I was like, well, who are they gonna? Then I wondered who they're gonna cast, or who do you think? I am all question marks right now. So, so she is talking about the guy at the end that put the cigar on the wanted poster of Luffy. Yeah, and it like uh, burnt. Yeah, I don't know who they're gonna cast. Someone freaking massive and ripped. Yeah. Good all question. Right. Yeah. Smokers Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jack. Smokers Jack. It, it makes sense. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He he smokes cigars. He's huge, and he works for Netflix and their advertising department. It kind of just tracks. Yeah, he's also <laughs> working out a lot again. It it just it's it's all there. I mean, maybe, maybe. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. Or to Danny see Devito. You. I'm. <laughs> Um, yes, <laughs> I'm excited to see if they do Logtown or not because the way they wrapped this up, it's almost like they're going straight into the Grand Line and not stopping at Logtown. Which, mm-hmm. thinking at Logtown, as far as plot goes, there's not necessarily a lot there. There's a lot of lore dump, like we find out a lot about Gold Roger going to Logtown, and of course, we get the introduction to Smoker. Um, and there is another character that we met at Logtown very briefly that's going to be massive in the future as well. So things happen at Logtown, but I think all of them, there are ways that they would be able to put those elsewhere. That's where Saji does the cooking competition, right? Correct. I would yeah. like to see that. I would like to see him freak out I over see them that carry dish. that four thousand yes. pound tuna, <laughs> just like <laughs> big ass fish. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do that. Um, okay. John, do you want to throw your plugs out there? Sure. Um, my podcast is the Mad Trivia Podcast. It is a bi-weekly show where I have guests on. Uh, they give me their favorite movies and I give them the ringer. I kind of like I just gave to these three and Whitney off screen. Um, I ask a bunch of questions about the movie. Then I basically, I have them predetermine some words, a la Mad Libs. Uh, and then we tear a scene apart from that movie. 
it's a it's a really fun time. Derek's been on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I still hold the record for most uh, for most right answers. So I feel like he's lying. I don't know. I don't <laughs> keep track of this information. I pay I pay attention. Okay, I am still on top. Damn it. He, so for for those of the uh, for those of you listening, he might be telling the truth, but he's probably only listened up to his episode. So <laughs> he doesn't actually know. Uh, if anything's beyond that point, um, that's absolutely not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so but yeah, I don't really pick and choose from uh, any one group of people for guests. Anyone that wants to be on my show is welcome to message me and you know give me their information and I'll work it out. Um, I have also been featuring a ton on other shows recently. As a matter of fact, I was on. Max Destruction, which is a action-based uh, battle simulation style podcast, and I was representing Pinhead in a Pinhead versus Pennywise duel. Um, I won't spoil who won, but it was an interesting turn of events, on uh, to say the least. Um, <laughs> and then I also featured on an anime-based podcast last week uh, called Senjo World, and that one's a battle podcast of anime characters. I represented Chainsaw Man versus Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, interesting turnout on that one as well. And then two days before this episode will drop, I was on Marvel versus DC reviewing Ghost Rider uh, Spirit of Vengeance with Vincent Regan. Okay. Garp. Uh, so yeah, it's been a busy week for me. So check all those shows out and check out my show. And yeah. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I was like he mentioned I was on uh, on that show. It's a ton of fun. It, it's a great time. Like being on the show, listening to it. Um, a lot of really fun shit comes out of those mad lips, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Annabelle, what about you? What about me? You you wanna <laughs> you, you wanna throw a plug or two out there? I and, can, yes. Um you trade? did. You did have my uh, my variant on for the very first episode, uh, Matthew. Um, so yes, I am a host of the Variant Vendetta podcast. We have about a year's worth of episodes you can go listen to on all podcast platforms, I'm pretty sure. Um, now that and- Stitcher's gone, because you were not on Stitcher, but Stitcher's not a thing anymore. You are and correct, And Google Podcast is gone too. Is it? Holy shit. It's either gone or going. Um, But Apple, we're on the main one. Um, And Spotify. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say Spotify is the main one. (laughs) No. Apple. uh, That depends (laughs) on who you ask. Um, Or is it, though? (laughs) And there, there may be something happening soon. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet, but there may be something going on. But yeah. Variant Vendetta. That's me. Hello. <laughs> Go listen um, to it. And uh, we have already decided that if they decide to review the Harry Potter series, that oh I will God. be joining them I for episode. on that too. <laughs> I love Harry Potter. For number five, uh, Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> That's my favorite movie. That's not what you said to me. No, yeah, but I, I changed my answer. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I know I didn't tell you, but I changed it. <laughs> Just now on the fly. I, that's absolutely true, kind of. <laughs> Matt said you're not allowed anyway. Well, that was only for number three. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, 
All right, everyone. So I hope you join us as we continue watching the anime. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the live action. Um, and if you do join us on the anime, let us know. Let us know what you're thinking of that, too. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at GoingMaryPod. And you can also support the show by leaving a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. And while you're leaving it for us, go ahead and leave it for the Mad Trivia podcast as well as the Variant Vendetta podcast, too. Let's let's just get all these shows out there, okay? Um, and give them a listen. Both of them, uh, great people and great shows. And uh, we will see you next week for episodes 93 through 97 of the anime. See ya! Bye. Bye. Bye.